Will sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Podcast with Scott, with Liam, with Paul. So, good evening. Evening. Wheel of Fortune movie roulette. Slowly changing that name. So I'm you trying don't have to, to find say something roulette. that's easier for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> was down to Paul this week, and wasn't it a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? I think it, it was. was. Yes. So, what could we have had apart from what you chose? Um. Catch me if you can. Yes. Uh, the beach. Yep. Um, Titanic. Titanic. Oh, Gilbert God. Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Uh, Inception. Um, and many, many Shutter more. Shutter Island. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, which I thought you would have gone for. Yeah, I think. See, strangely enough, I'm not a great DiCaprio fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, but genius. But yeah, as he's got older. There's, He's got better. Yeah, actually, Revenant as well. Yeah. Revenant, fantastic. I, I put him in the same sort of league as Brad Pitt because I used to hate Brad Pitt 15 years ago. Yeah. But as he's matured, things like Fury, you yeah, like Liam, don't you? Yeah. I think he's got a better actor. Yeah, and I say more... with DiCaprio, I, I loved him in um, Catch Me If You Can, but that was Tom Hanks as well. So it was a Spielberg good... movie, wasn't it, as well? But yeah. the next film that I really sort of paid any attention to him in was probably Inception. Ooh. See, Inception was a film that was him. Like that, that was his film. Where it was, um, like I say, Catch Me If You Can was a Tom Hanks film, whereas yeah. this is a Jamie Foxx film. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think his role in this film is is very... It's important. Good, yeah. Give it all. Yeah. And it's, it certainly stands out, yeah. 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 Django Unchained, for those that haven't paid any attention to what they're listening to. Is this to. our third Tarantino film? We've done Pulp Fiction and, and Jackie Brown. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm sure there must be other Tarantino films that we've done. No. No. Haven't done Dust Dogs. Till Dawn, Reservoir Dogs. No. Honestly, Pulp Fiction we did very early episode. Jackie Brown we did last summer. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And this is the third. Yeah. Puts them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And there you go. Want to play a game? No. Okay. Yeah. What if we said no? <laughs> what if we just don't, we don't want to, and we don't answer yeah. any of the questions? It's show. <laughs> <laughs>
Paul, mm. how old does the movie say that Broomhilda was? 27. It's the right answer. <laughs> I know that. I was yeah. paying attention. Well played, sir. Liam, towards the end of the film, what does Django consider his colour to be? What? He's in the candy house and he says, this is my colour now. Oh. I know. Right at the end. Yeah. What colour do I usually wear? Oh, the colour he fucking wears. Yeah, yeah. the colour he's fucking yeah. skin. I, I thought that to start with. Was going to say chocolate? <laughs> fucking Caramac? That's <laughs> when he wears burgundy, doesn't Burgundy he? is the right yeah. answer. Fucking what colour does he consider himself? No, but consider his, his colour. Yeah, I thought you meant race. Yeah. He's I a person thought, of colour. I was thinking brown? <laughs> Black? I'm not what, like, what was politically correct at that time? <laughs> Negro? <laughs> right before Stephen dies, what does he call Django? He calls him a something son of a bitch. Samuel L. Jackson, the motherfucking yeah, son of a bitch. Not, no. <laughs> not long before that, he's a motherfucking yeah. get shot in the knee. He goes, yeah, he kneecaps him twice. Yeah, he says, yeah. You son of a bitch. Oh. Django, you. Yeah. God, we watched this scene. I've seen it twice about today. 20 minutes before you came in. Lovely. Django, you. Liam, no. Slave, no. Django, you. Nigga. Fucking. Yeah. No. You uppity son of a bitch. Uppity? Yeah. It's posh. <laughs> After Django has killed Candy, what does Miss Laura do? Where does she send him? To the. I mean, it wasn't Django that killed Candy, by the way. Because um, <clears throat> it was. Uh, it was the German. It was the German that killed Sorry, Candy. Sorry, yeah. And he goes to shake his hand, he goes, God, yep. comes out and shoots him in the heart. I want one of Oh, I send him to the, what's it called, gang? The... I don't need the actual name. Oh, I know he sends him to the gang in the desert. What, what do they do? What do they do? What do they... they hammer rocks. Yeah, the mining company. Yeah, they will literally keep him uh, chained up. So big rocks back. into little rocks. Yep, until his back goes, and then they will smash him over the head with a hammer and throw him down the nigger hole. And if he gives him any lick, they'll cut his tongue out. <laughs> and they're really good at it, so they won't die. On Big Daddy's plantation, the Brittle Brothers were going by a false name. Schaefer. Yeah. I was going to give you multiple choice. Well done. Liam, why was little Jodie being punished? What did she do? She probably is. She was breaking the eggs. Paul, finish this sentence. No. <laughs> That's Japanese there. Um, Django, Django, boys got... Hides. <laughs> That's racial, isn't it? That's not racial, but it's wrong. Django, Django, boys got... Cooties. <laughs> it's, it's quite a random word, because when I heard it, I thought, I don't even understand what it means. Django, Django, boys got blamange. He <laughs> said random words. It's not far off, mate. Curtains. Sand. Oh, yeah. I don't want a nigga with sand. Ooh. 
Yeah. Django, Django. Boy. By the way, I'm not racist. I'm quoting the fucking film. If yeah. anyone says I'm racist, yeah, saying the N-word. we yeah. we will say that word quite a few times. You still certainly will. All right, you shouldn't rejoice in the fact <laughs> that you're going to be saying it. Yeah. Greatest of all, we're What was the letter burned onto Django's face? Oh. It's for runaway. When Christoph Waltz is telling the story of the German legend, mm. what was the name of the hero of the German legend? Siegfried. Siegfried is the right answer. What was the name of Dr. King Schultz's horse? Oh, because he makes it do a bow. Oh, that's brilliant the way it does that. <laughs> and they're, they're, t- they're normal I'm names. I'm Dr. King Schultz and this is my horse. Oh, because even when he does it, he says about Django and he says both the names of the horse, like one's Steve and one's... <laughs> <laughs> Deal done. So, oh, what is it called? Alfred? Alfie? No. Fritz. Fritz. Let's remember that was just normal names <laughs> instead of like some random like Rex. <laughs> Liam, the mining company uh, you were trying right. to think of, the mining company was called the Laquint Dickey Company. Oh, right, I see, yeah. Paul, why doesn't Django want to ride the horse that the Laquint Dickey people offer him? Because uh, it's got dynamite it's on it. It's full of dynamite. It's loaded with dynamite. In the film's opening scene, the slaving brothers, the slaver brothers, what was their last name? And I will give you multiple choice on this. Yeah, go ahead, because I fucking don't remember that. I thought it was Rod. Rod What's Slaver. Like... <laughs> it's one of those teenagers out there. <laughs> the slaver brothers in the film's opening, were they the Brittle brothers, the Schaefer brothers, or the Speck brothers? Oh, Weren't it the Brittle Brothers? Or was it the Speck one? You weren't the, weren't the Shafers? The ones at the beginning. The last name of the Slaver Brothers in the film's opening. Brittle, Shafer or Speck? Speck. Speck is the one. Yeah, it's because the other two were later in the film. But you're thinking gear on this one, Paul. What is the name of Candy's Mandingo fighter in the Mandingo fight scene? Mandingo is also the name of a black porn star. There's a film called Mandingo. Yeah. Well, right. No, I don't know. Liam, do you want to take a guess? Big Fred. Oh, that was it. <laughs> well, if you don't know that one, I was going to ask you the next one. What's the name of the Mandingo fighter who was blinded in the fight? That's the next question. But I don't Le, think you're Le, going to Blind Fred. Blind Fred. What was his name? He was, yeah. was he French, Italian or something? Yeah, because that guy had Max on the manager. Wasn't it Buff Bill? Was it? I can't remember because I didn't write the right answer down for that one. Because I didn't ask it. Are there any of these answers right? You just fucking no, made throws coming out of Liam. <laughs> Who's next? Liam. Liam, when does Dr. Schultz say was the last time he practiced dentistry? Well, how long ago? Five yeah, years. five years shit, ago. Shit, I nice and easy one, Paul. What does the pre-KKK group have a problem with before attacking Django and Schultz? They have masks. They have masks. More detailed because it was the whole The eye holes. What was the name of the KKK member's wife who made the masks? Oh, fuck. Jenny? Jenny, yes. No, no, don't think too hard it was Jenny, yes. Paul, what colour was the dress that Broomhilda was wearing in the vision that Django had while he was riding on the horse to Candyland? Shit, I skipped that one. Um, (laughs) Wait for some point, Paul. Skip. Yeah. Um, I don't like that colour. Blue. Yellow. Yellow Liam for a point. Liam in the Laquint Dicky Cage. Well, no. <laughs> in the Laquint Dicky Cage, the mining cage. How many slaves Three. were there? It's 
One of them was um, Big Fred. One of them was, well, two of the other ones were slaves that were walking in his riding tools. Yeah. Paul, what is Calvin Candy's nickname for Django? Exceptional nickname. The bright one. The bright nigger. It's bright someone. Yeah. Bright boy. That's it, bright boy. Okay, the lawyer, Mr. Mo guy. You see him at the Mendingo fight. Mm-hmm. What drink does he order from the bar? A sweet tea and bourbon. Shot, well played. Because <laughs> I remember I wanted to try it. <laughs> I genuinely thought, how can I make it? I looked at how to make it because I've got loads of bourbon. That's why it's stuck in my head. Sweet tea and bourbon. Candy goes for something that has a lot of rum in it. Doesn't it? It's some tropical thing it's served in a coconut, thing. isn't it? Yep, mm. and he says like heavy on the rum. Yeah. Paul, what's Django's last name? Unchained. Hey! I <laughs> 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 might as well finish there. It's not going to get any better. Wasn't it Freeman? It was Freeman, Liam, for a point. By the way, you are stalking your head here. <laughs> I mean, technically, Freeman is another word for unchained. He's not chained up anymore, so he's a free man. What name does Dr. Schultz give the to the man? film's named after one man, Django Unchained. <laughs> Do you take the unchained to be your lucky with his husband? Uh, what name does Dr. Schultz give to the Mandingo he claims that he wants to buy? Her- Black Hercules. Black Hercules. What's the name of the skull that Calvin puts on the table? Ben. Looked after his daddy and his daddy's daddy, and he was there for 50 odd years and used to shave him on the porch. And not once did he ever think about slicing his throat. And he would have done it straight away in the back of his skull. He's got three dimples in his skull. If you know this one, Calvin Candy has a particular type of table. What is it made from? Well, it's a tortoiseshell top. Tortoiseshell, yeah, yeah, tortoiseshell. And at the end of the quiz, Liam, 22 points, Paul, 14. Demand a recount. <laughs> okay, uh, no, 22, 14. Um, so he's quite concerned it was unchanged, you can't. Yeah, I took, t- I took 10 points off for that. Let's play the trailer back after this. Gentlemen, amongst your inventory, I've been led to believe it's a specimen I'm keen to acquire. When I hear the trumpet sound, what's your name? I'm on a rise right out of the ground. Django, then you're exactly the one I'm looking for. Hey, stop talking to him. Calm down. I'm simply a customer trying to conduct a transaction. Last chance, fancy pants. Oh, very well. Woo! 
you know what a bounty hunter is? You kill people, and they give you a reward. Hmm, better they are, bigger the reward. I need your help. I'm looking for the Brittle Brothers. However, I don't know what they look like, but you do. <laughs> don't you? They caught my wife, and they sold her, but I don't know who to. That means we visit every plantation until we find them. Once a final Brittle Brother lies dead in the dust, I agree to give you your freedom, and I'll take you to rescue your wife. Where are we going? Gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. How do you like the bounty hunting business? Kill white folks and they pay you for it? What's not to like? I like the way you die, boy. He is. A rambunctious sword, ain't he? <laughs> What's your name? Django. The D is silent. Django Unchained, 2012 American <laughs> Western. <laughs> Django what? What did I say? I Un- don't know. I don't know if that was untwined or... <laughs> you looked at me as if I thought because I'd made you jump when I said No, no, you went Django Unchained. Did, so did I? Yeah. Unchained. See, the thing is, from this like, printout as well, it tells you how to pronounce it as well, look. Oh, it's true, Jingu. yeah. Jingu. 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 Not the Django. Not the Django, as it says. No, it's really. literally got in some, I think it might be It's the phonetic, oh. the phonetic way of pronouncing it, is it? Django Unchained. Yeah? Doesn't how is that Phonetic. I don't know. What the fuck does 3AE mean? Ladies and gents, go and look on Wikipedia for the actual first bit of this because it says there's a phonetic spelling of Django and it's like D3, the the A and the E together. I can't remember what that's called. N-G-O-U and then like an an Omega sign upside down and a slash. Yeah, it was O and then it's like, yeah, it's like a horseshoe. Yeah. Oh no, it's like horseshoe. So we'd pronounce that Django. Yep. There we go. It's unchained. I was having difficulty with it. Yeah, Django, yeah, fine. You know that. 2012, American, according to this revisionist Western film, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, Samuel L. Jackson. Why did you just touch my face? I don't know. There was something in your beard, which is why I was doing that. I was going to say something in your beard, so I knocked it out of your beard. You could have just told me that. Instead of stop recording by touching me and then explaining I was trying not to spoil a recording, but you made me. It's already been spoiled fucking hours ago, mate. Yeah, don't, don't, the minute we turned on the microphones, we spoil it. <laughs> Set in the old west and the antebellum south. It's a highly stylized tribute to spaghetti westerns yeah. using an obvious revisionist history. In particular, the 1966 Italian film Django by Sergio Cabucci whose star, Franco Nero, is in this movie. Mm. Django Unchained premiered in New York, December 2012. 2012, that seems like... Yeah, it really does. Seven years ago. Well, no, December would have been six and a half years ago, yeah. Christmas Day was its theatrical release. It had a $100 million budget. What did it gross at the time? Worldwide. More than that, people out. (laughs) Hey! 
Especially in the Mandingo scene, yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon he got for his million pound budget? Mm, a million pound budget, a hundred million. Hundred million pound, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred and fifty. Five hundred and forty. Four two five. Wow, and at the middle. time it was his highest grossing movie. Got five nominations at the Academy Awards for Best Picture. Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards, the Golden Globes and the BAFTAs. He was fucking brilliant. He's, he's, that short? he's superb. Yeah. And Tarantino got an Academy Award for the screenplay, a Golden Globe and a BAFTA. And for his really poor Australian accent. And his poor Australian accent. Oh, I thought that was South African. I thought it was supposed to be South But the other's Rosie. Yeah, because the other guy is the one out of Wolf Creek. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be, but he's... No, he sounded South African. Yeah. But that's how bad his accent was. He's never been oh, good at doing accents. He's openly said he's not good at accents. <laughs> I, I thought but it was a perfect South African. So yeah. why did he make himself Australian? Well, that's, that's what made me think at the time. I'm thinking, why is there a South African and two Aussies? That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you would have had a group of Aussies. Or, when you hear him, I was like, oh, South African. No, no, no. Stick to making the films, mate. Or was he Dutch and out of uh, Ice Cold and Alex? Oh, well, yeah. that, that was all over the place, wasn't it? <laughs> Harry Andrews. He was, yeah. No, it wasn't Harry Andrews. It was Andy Quayle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, all over the place. Um, interesting fact about the Best Supporting Award going to Christoph Waltz. I think he was on screen for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's the longest ever screen appearance for a Best Supporting, supporting Actor. Yeah. Because sometimes they're only like five, ten minutes, can aren't be, they? Can yeah. be, yeah. His role was superb. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is another fact. Come on, let's have a bit of trivia on this movie, sir. Um... 109 is the amount of times the word nigger is used in this film. Is that actually right? Have you looked this up, have you? Earlier today. When we were sitting 109 times. I'd have said it was more. I thought it was more <laughs> as well, but... Yeah, I looked online. It said 109 times it was mentioned. There's, there's a mm. point in the movie that um, Leonardo DiCaprio had to take a break because he was like really uncomfortable about the language he was well, having to use. Well, this is what I was saying. It's like... Look, <clears throat> I know at the end of the day... Takeaway thing, it's another word. It's like calling someone a cunt multiple times, whatever. It's, it's, and it's, it's true to the time as well, isn't it? Yes, mm. so. which you then have to act out. You're being paid to act out. Samuel Jackson has called people niggers in so many films, it's unreal. Mm. Jamie Foxx has no problem with it. He said it in films before. Obviously, yeah. being black guys, that's fine. But just imagine, it's not only is someone saying, right, you have to follow this script. You've now got to say to a black person <laughs> that you're... A slave nigger, your house nigger, yeah. and then you say, and it's like I said to Paul, I was like, I could imagine if that was me, it literally would have been like, you goddamn nigger, I'm so sorry, get the <laughs> fuck out of my house, nigger, I'm so sorry, I said it again. <laughs> How the fuck do you? And and it's like a lot of them have said in it that it was so uncomfortable having to use it, yeah, because, and and again, like politically or whatever stars, I don't fucking care, but. It is no different. I know they what they went through was fucking disgusting as showed in that film and in 12 Years a Slave. Mm. It's no different than if you're going to stand in a film and keep calling people a cunt for no fucking reason. Mm. Because you can't turn around and say to someone, well, that he is a cunt, it's a white. It's still a white. And you're like, it's, it's, that's the stigma around the world. It's so much that yeah. Samuel Jackson yeah. can say it in everything and no one bats an eyelid. <laughs> yeah. They go, he's black, he's fine. But Leonardo DiCaprio says it in a film back and it's like some people, and it did, Kick up a little bit of people going, think, can DiCaprio say that? I think yeah. that's what makes DiCaprio's performance just elevates it. Oh, that extra he level was a complete and utter cunt, as yeah. <laughs> to use Liam's word. <laughs> yeah. Although him. the worst fucking person in the whole fucking film is Samuel motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> and he plays his role so disgustingly well that you mm. fucking can't wait for that cunt to die. It's great the twist, isn't it, where 
you know, he's that subservient character who you think he's like, yeah, yes, master, yes, master, all this yeah. stuff. He's got one over on Candy all the way through. Oh, yeah, the whole way through, he's literally got in his head. Yeah. And it is, you just think, even and to I'm the so point, glad they played that film that way. Yeah. So even to the point you first see Samuel L. Jackson, mm. right, and you know he's the house nigger. Yeah, say it. it, I, say I'm, it. I'm uncomfortable but saying you're really it. Uncomfortable, yeah. um, <laughs> We're doing quotation marks when we say this. <laughs> but the very first time you see him, he's giving his master lip, yeah. and he's he's like taking the piss out of him. Mm. And you're like, wow, I'd, I would never have thought that would have happened. However, high up on the scale of slaves, as but it were, yeah, or how long he's worked for the family yeah. as well. I think that's yeah. why it showed because, like he says, how he worked for like his daddy, put his slippers mm, yeah. on. That it's he's seen that like how I interpret it is Samuel Jackson or Stephen has seen that Leo's cap uh, Leo DiCaprio's character isn't actually as big and ballsy as he makes out. Mm. So he is pushing that. He's like he's not as big and brave as his hey, daddy. Boy, was. I wiped your ass. So, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. It is that sort of I'm gonna fucking get in your head and I'm gonna tell you. It's like that sort of thing where he realizes. I mean, he managed to tell. The fucking white cowboys to go and get her out, get Hildy out of the hole. That's yeah. the thing. He's the one that's in he's charge of the slaves, slaves, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's the one that's in control. And that's not just a house nigger. That's that's a that's, fucking that's like he's second in, in command, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. He's telling the whites what to do and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. like fucking hell. Inter- interesting yeah, twist on a story we think we know, isn't it? Or yeah. know, part of history we think we know. Why is this different to any other western? I think it touches on the slavery. Yeah, because it, it, it's more from their point of view, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's not all from the white's point of view having slaves. It's from the the, the black point of view being the slaves. It's a and great trying, revenge movie trying, from that point Yeah, of view, trying yeah. to be free men. Mm. Oh, now you know Janko Sone. Yeah, Unchained. Janko Unchained. You know that now. <laughs> it's um, Morgan Freeman's son. <laughs> Janko Freeman. <laughs> but no, is that, I think... It, you, you can watch millions of westerns because there's so goddamn many and they are all the same the yeah. bad guys the good guys the yeah. Indians and it's the all cowboys. it's very much white yeah. isn't it yeah. any any western you see apart from the last Magnificent Seven which had oh uh, Denzel wasn't Denzel it Denzel yeah. yeah. but you, you look at this and you see that at that time of the cowboys and that stuff mm. it was the same time of slavery yeah. yes so for every western that's been made of that's how it was you're like that was also at the same time as they had black slaves. Mm. And none of them ever touched upon it. And if anyone's going to, it would be Quentin Tarantino because the man does not give a fuck who he could possibly promote, fucking berate anything in a film. It's like, he's going to do a film because he fucking wants to make a film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's described in that thing I read earlier as, you know, his homage to a spaghetti western. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's, it's quite a unique western. I don't think yeah. it is too much the, of a spaghetti western. There was western. a little bit, I'd say, Liam just... Came round when I was watching the last ten minutes or so. Yeah, thirteen minutes and fifty. Or yeah, oh, well. and um, said it on the screen. And there's one point in it where it starts to play spaghetti western style music, yeah. and it's just a silhouette of him standing in the door, and it is so sort of going back to the 50s, 60s spaghetti westerns. Well, that's it's, why it's Ernie Morricone is doing yeah. the music, isn't it? it the guy that's done the good, the bad, and the, the ugly. The music that, in it, and again, when people say it, that for me, what I love is that. They, they had like your scores of Western music. But then, but then when it started getting into it, they put hip hop on. Yeah. And there's a bit in it where there's, um, it's the fight scene in the house. Which it's, it's the first shootout in the house, isn't it? Yeah, the, the first main shootout when he's like back to pull the book cabinet down, where there's um, the song's part, I can't think of the name of the song, 
but there's a slight little Tupac reference mm. of um, expect me to come back like Jesus. I'm coming, nigga. And it's li- that little bit there because I'm a huge Tupac fan, but it's like, fuck yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> it, without, do you know what you say about scores sometimes, like what as we were saying, mm. that scores can make you part of it. You think, if you don't, if you look back at that and listen to what I just said, you'd be like, okay. And then he comes out of that like, yeah, I'm giving, and yeah. he does come back. Mm. That's like, it's like that sort of thing of like, like a black G's like, Okay, I'll give up. You've got me. I'm about to get my heart yeah. dick cut off later on in the film. <laughs> and then it's like, fuck, I told you I'm coming back. Yeah. It's like a, a black Jesus mixed with Terminator. <laughs> He's I'll risen. Look, He'll back. be back. And he fucks him up. <laughs> I mean, there is, there's, there's one bit that is so, um, so fucking ridiculously done um, that me and Paul both notice is, it's great. The way the woman gets shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's so great. <laughs> I actually know that. But you can clearly see how she's been pulled back by a rope. And it is great, but it's like he shoots at an angle. He's shot from the and side. And she goes yeah. sideways. That's in the old westerns as yeah. well, you know, where they go flying through walls and stuff. That, yeah. I still love that. I watch that on loops. Say goodbye to Mrs. Laura. <laughs> Say goodbye to Miss Laura. Yeah. Like, what? Why were on her? The, the sister. Yeah, the relationship between but, um, her and Mr. Candice. It is Mr. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. going to be fucking. Yeah, the, the kisses were a little bit too familiar for family. It reminded family. me, you guys seen Gladiator? Yeah. The relationship yeah. between Joachim Phoenix yeah. and his sister's creepy as fuck. I mean, exactly. And yeah. back then, in like Gladiator yeah. time, that was something that happened. Yeah, it was and expected. in the <laughs> most south part of America where they hated black people for some unknown reason, but yet they fucked their own sisters. Mm. You kind of like, mm, who yeah. isn't welcome by God this, here? This is my beautiful sister, yeah. widowed sister. Yeah, I'm going to kiss her on yeah. her lips yeah. and not just the face ones. <laughs> like, you whip black people, but yet you fuck your own family. You kind of think back then, the southern part of America mm. had no right to ever hurt black people if they fucked their family. <laughs> hey, Billy Bob. Hey, Daddy, Uncle, Granddad, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> not fucking what? And it was because I'd forgotten. I've seen this film so many times. And it was, and I didn't even pay attention to the sister bit, like mm. hearing it. Mm. And I saw him see him kiss her on the lips, and I was like, okay. And then at the dinner table, she's like, yes, brother. I'm like, Oh fuck! I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you fucking disgusting American motherfuckers. Yeah, because every time he went to say goodbye to her, like even when he's in the dinner bit, he sends her outside. Yeah, and it's a cuddle it's a and a kiss, it's and it's kiss. like, hang on a minute, this yeah. is a little bit too sheppy. Yeah, sending himself to sheppy. Fucking Alabama and that shit started that stuff. Mississippi started that incestual shit. Yeah. Yeah. The people in Cape will get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where does this rank amongst Tarantino movies for yourself? Because you know, we've seen all of them, I take it, haven't we? We've, we've must have yeah, seen them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them all. Um, where, do you, where was this sit for, for you guys? About there. <laughs> about four foot eight. Been out with some tall midgets. Yeah. <laughs> she was a dwarf. They're taller. Big heads. Um... I don't think it's a Tarantino film that I don't like. Yeah, this, this is difficult, but, isn't it? Um, but you wasn't a big fan of that other one, though, was you? Um, um, Jackie Brown. Beep. Jackie Brown. That's the one. No, <coughs> First time watch, no. Second time watch, yes. Mm. Um, this I loved from the start. First time I saw this, I thought this How was... How many times have you seen it? 
five. You're doing a horse impression. Yeah. Tells you something. Five. I think he's going to send me again. Five. All right, Fritz. Might be popping wind. He's actually popping wind. Five. Five. Ish. Yeah. Because it is a almost three-hour film, so it's. But it is really rewatchable, isn't it? Because of all the hours you've like wasted in life, you don't want to have to watch it more than five times. I don't want to get into my Xbox time. I don't want to get into my sitting down time. My sleeping time. But it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie again. No, no. no. I said I was on the phone to you earlier and I mm. said I hadn't watched it, well, I watched it a couple of months ago yeah. and hadn't seen it recently and I said I was just going to skim through it today and I sat down, I skimmed through the first three minutes and then watched the entire there film. There you go. It's easily <laughs> done with a Tarantino, isn't it? Once that, you know, it hooks you. Yeah, because I thought there'd be bits that just dragged on a bit and I'd be able to, like, skip, but I there wasn't. Did you? But so the thing is with this, there's so many different scenes and different locations. Mm. See, the bits I skipped through were, yeah. um, purely because I literally would have run out of time, like, yeah. <clears throat> were more the bits of, like, him and Hildy sort of part. Do you know, like, mm. when he's, like, kind of explaining... And then he said, imagining like how they were when they first yeah, met. Yeah. That bit, because again, I've seen this film, God knows how many times, that that bit's irrelevant to me watching this film again and again. You and know again that part again. of the story. Yeah. But so I just yeah. thought, right, if I get past that, it then leaves me with, I think it takes about 10, 15 minutes, that little sequence. And I was like, okay, that then leaves me with enough time that I can finish this film before mm. I need to leave my house. But yeah, it, any other time, I've seen it so many fucking times. So. That, that third act is definitely the best part of the film yeah. though isn't it yeah, a whole yeah. bit of Candyland but, but it's a good build up to it oh god because there's so much going on isn't it and as we say Christoph Waltz he, his character is so oh, I love him yeah. I, th I think it's such a intelligent and yet comedic yeah. character yeah even when he dies when he turns around and it's like the whole like well where I'm from I insist that you shake my hand well I'd have to insist that I don't <laughs> yeah. and he's like well you're not fucking leaving he's like okay and he does it and he just turns around and he knows he's about to get killed yeah. and he's just like I couldn't help myself, couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then he just gets blasted fucking way back <laughs> that sawn off had yeah. power See, I which like sorry yes cool um, he, he had his hand on the sawn off which I didn't get as well because that would burn like shit you can if you have like a grip underneath like rubber grip a lot of in the west they put leather sorry mm -hmm. underneath to hold it because of that but I'm, I'm trying to remember and I need to look at this online mm. um, but actually no carry on talking because I want to look at this before I actually state something okay so carry on talking I want to look the bit I liked the Christoph Waltz part as well was uh, when they're holed up in the saloon after yes. killing the guy in the yeah. town. Oh, yeah. And then he comes out with his hands above his head and he says, I've got a piece of paper yeah. here. And he explains that he's a bounty hunter to the marshal. And it's, it's that whole thing that I've got one over on you. you, yeah. know, you the whole yeah. town's there I've with guns pointed. I've just killed someone. Yeah. You can't do yeah. fuck. Yeah, the, gun, the whole town's there with guns pointed at him. But that scene when, when the barman looks round and goes, What's that nigger doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> and there's another bit there's a, there's a nigger on a horse, you know. And it's <laughs> And he ran out of the bar because there was a nigger in there. It's like, what the fuck? But it's so well played, though. He says, um, make sure you get the sheriff and not the marshal. No, not the yeah. marshal. he knows exactly what's coming. Did you notice? <clears throat> probably not. It was either the sheriff or the marshal was played by a guy called Tom Wapat. The, the sheriff I recognised. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, bloody hell. One of the Duke boys. Jeez. Bo or Luke, I can't remember what it was. And the other one, there was Lee Horsley, who was in... 
oh, there was this detective thing from the 80s. I can't remember the name of it. He had a moustache, a bit like Magnum. I'll have to look that up in a minute. I'll give it, not Hunter. Um, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. I'll Solero? It's a bit like Magnum. His name in ice cream is a cock. Yeah, dickhead. Chocolates. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I don't know if anyone else did or not, and I noticed it every, from the very first time I saw this film, which pissed me off, mm-hmm. is that, do you know um, Butch Pooch? Pooch, isn't it, yeah? Yeah, he's Butch Pooch. Mm. Um, he's in it twice as two different characters, by the way. Yeah, I, I saw he this. He gets killed as Ace in the beginning. I saw this. and When I, mm. Christoph Waltz goes up to, and he wants to get him, and he got two guys on the horse. Yeah, yeah. One points a gun and he's like, shoots him in the head. Yeah, yeah. And then shoots everyone's horse to fall on him. Yeah. And he's sorry I killed your brother. Yeah. He is the exact same as Jer- Jeremy, not Jeremy Renner, James Ren- Remmer? Remmer? James Remmer. Remmer. Like the Warriors. Yeah. 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 He's the one he kills, shoots him in the head, and Django takes his coat at the beginning. Yeah. He then magically becomes. Leonardo DiCaprio's like right-hand man with the tash and the bowl hat. Now, no I saw, way. I, I saw that in the IMDb cast list and next to James Remar's name, it's got two names. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it until Liam's just brought it up. It looks a lot fatter in the start No, sequence. honestly, you watch it and you'll see exactly. Wow. There is no difference other than tash. When you wow. watch, if you look back and notice it, because I, I hate that, I notice fucking insignificant shit things in films. And I notice it and I'm just like, how could they not saying about someone that, else that to that first scene where... He kills him and then shoots the other guy's horse. Yeah, yeah, and the, the head explodes. The, the he- the horse, oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that's just like oh, that's like a bit he says, excessive. Sorry, I had to kill your beast, but it's because he actually needs to get the sale from him. Yeah, and it's like it's so the sarcastic way of still do business properly, <laughs> but in a really fucked up way. You're like that's he for me is the best character in that mm. film. He is the best character. Christopher Walt is oh god, superb yeah. in. Every way, and it's yeah. I well, think a few different people could have played Jamie Foxx's character. Will Smith was first choice, yeah. Even Denzel could have played him. Will Smith was first choice, and even Chris Tucker was considered, oh, which would have probably been I would not have had totally wrong. to be fair. I wouldn't have had any of them three mm. over Jamie Foxx. Oh, no, Jamie yeah. Foxx is Denzel was too, he's not comedic he's too enough. In, I think he's, he's actually quite like funny because he's brilliant in um training day, but he's too. He's too Denzel. Everyone fucking yeah. knows Denzel. And it's like, that's not a role that he would have... I don't think he could have. Will Smith is too comedic. Whereas Jamie Foxx, he does have that... He's always been suave. He's always been funny. He's that musically yeah. talented. He can sing, he can rap. He's, he's very much a family man. Of yeah. a, a black guy he's, that's he's going to be he's a, he's a guy you can really be jealous of because, yeah, he's a great actor. He's a great singer. And he's just like, oh, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> He's the one that put blooming um, Ed Sheeran up on his sofa for six weeks or whatever when he was trying to break America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got him to blame for that. Yeah, one, we? we have. Okay. <laughs> More for you, motherfucker, to put ginger people on the map. No, he put them on his sofa. <laughs> In America, which is on the map. Was... Yeah, <laughs> I can always twist things back. Fucking God. <laughs> Did you notice? The bird that was wearing the mask. Yes, in the scene where he came in and killed the people that set the sitting dogs on the bed with the little like fucking neck yeah. around her. And yeah, I, I've literally twice said I've seen that because I've seen yeah. it here, and I'm like, who? What's the point of that? Where the yeah. fuck did who she? Who is she? That Zoe Bell, who is the stunt woman. She's the one in Death Proof that rides on the car. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Tarantino uses yeah. her in Kill Bill, and I think it's in Kill Bill. But a lot yeah. of these, she's like the best stunt woman in America. There was going to be an extended scene. Where she, you know, 
a bit more into her character and all this lot. And the mask gets ripped away. And it turns out that she's had her jaw shot off. Oh. She's got no jaw, which is why she wears the mask. And there was going to be this whole... There's a couple of scenes, you know, that, that they've had to cut because of the length of the film yeah. and, you know, time constraints and stuff like that. There was supposed to be a role for Kevin Cosner in this movie that was written out. Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play a role in this. Oof. There was Honestly, there's so much when you read into it. I mean, Don Johnson playing the character. Brilliant. Don Johnson is fantastic. Yeah, and yet I've not seen him in anything since like the Tarantino 80s, does that, doesn't he? Robert yeah. Foster in, in Kill... Um, Jackie Brown. Uh, Jackie Brown, yeah. He was, he was a great yeah. character in that. He, he picks up these guys that we knew from the 70s and 80s and gives them another shot. Lee there was only Tom one role well. that Don Johnson could have played in that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is the only role he could have played was the fucking Colonel Sanders looking. <laughs> it was, actually. Because yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing with that sort of film is that any white man at that time, you would have been so far pushed to try and make him any other character. If you've already got Christoph Waltz's character... You then couldn't have another like it. Yeah. No other white man could have played to someone similar to him. So they all but had to be plantation owners. Do you, you know the bit with them on the raid with the masks? Do you know that reminded me of Monty Python? When they were all saying, well, he made them, <laughs> she made them, and whatever, and yeah. these eye holes. It just, it was very sort of. British sort of humour. Surreal. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't fit in yeah. with the tone. It was the just like. <laughs> Why is this in it? Because it actually starts with them already charging and then cuts back to them yeah. before they yeah. charge. Yeah. Even gives Jonah Hill some. See, Jonah Hill was supposed to have a bigger part in that yeah. as well. But obviously, yeah, we're running to three hours. Now. Second in command sort yeah. of thing, wasn't it? But that it? was yeah. sort of a bit of a shock as well, because you're not expecting Jonah Hill to yeah. you, you see in there. Why, why do we like DiCaprio in this? Because this is the whole point of the roulette wheel, was, was DiCaprio. Movie. I think it was. When you look back at his other films, mm-hmm. it was a completely different type of character. Is this his playing. first adult, grown-up role sort of thing? Uh, possibly, but it was his first nasty role, I think. Mostly yeah, he plays really someone you sort of, if, if you're a female, you uh, fall in love with, or a bloke you sort of admire. He was a villain in The Man in the Iron Mask, according uh, to this, but we've seen, we've that, seen but. that. Um, but yeah, we know him as like the romantic lead, the yeah, chick flick. That yeah, sort of so, so to see him as this real nasty racist fuck, yeah. then it was it was a it's refreshing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And, it was, and, and the scene where he breaks the glass, you know, where he slams his hand on the table. Yeah. Well, you know that was real. Yeah, he wasn't meant to split. He wasn't. He wasn't meant to. Catch it was the when glass. he wiped his hand right. over Brunhilde's what face. What happened? He smashes his hand down, catches the glass, cuts his hand, yeah. keeps on going. Yeah. Well, like Tarantino and all this, lot are all going, fuck, okay, oh shit, keep going, keep going, keep going. And he does it, and they call cut, and he gets a round of applause at the end of it. And he then suggests to Tarantino, he says, I've got a bloody hand, can we use this? So they then get some fake blood, they clean yeah. him up, they then get fake yeah, blood. Yeah, because that would be a bit too yeah, a much. Yeah, bit too much. <laughs> and he, he puts it all over Broomhilda's, hand, uh, over Broomhilda's face. Yeah. But he got, a, he got a standing ovation for carrying on throughout that. And you can see nice. him pick the glass out of his hand yeah, at one yeah, point, yeah. can't you? It's incredible. That's why when he gets his hand wrapped up, that's legitimate wrapping. That's yeah, not a real bandage. <laughs> that's not him going, oh, someone do this for the film. Incredible. And you can see him looking down at it, and it's like, that's, yeah. that's actually... Him. And I mean, the fact that you hate the character, as we've said before, if you hate a character in a film that much, that acting is on point. Yeah. And I like the attention to detail with him as well, that he had rotten teeth. Yeah. yeah, 
Most of the other characters probably didn't, yeah. did they? But he, with him... Saying he, that, mm. talking about teeth. Mm. The skull. Yeah. A perfect top row teeth for uh, what would have been a 70, 80-year-old black slave. Yeah. Just like when you say, when you see something that shouldn't fit. Yeah. It's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And also because um, I think the rest of the skull would have been, if it's been kept that long, that would have, because the skull should have been rotting by now and having... Uh, yeah, and, and also a hacksaw wouldn't have gone through the skull. No. Not it would have needed a bone saw. Yeah, well, it's solid. It's so yeah. concrete to get through. You can't yeah. just cut yeah. it with a hacksaw. Yeah, you wouldn't have gone through. It with Especially in 1950s, 60s, hacksaw would not have gone through a fucking. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. You literally, that's why surgeons now have to use a fucking yeah. rotating blade to get yeah. through a skull. You can't just cut it. Yeah, literally as quick as he does. They used diamond bladed saws, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. The closest to a skull is a coconut. If you can, that's why you can never crack a skull. Like punch open a skull. If you can punch open a coconut, then you can punch open a skull. <laughs> Have we got a particular favourite scene in the film? Is there anything that we think is the the, the shootout? Well, the two shootouts oh, at the end yeah. are so the the first one with the the rap music on mm. it, it just works so well, like a Sam Peckinpah slow motion, yeah. big bloody yeah. squid exploding the, everywhere. Yeah, the the fact that it's not just a shot to someone and it goes in there's a little bit of blood there is blood spurting everywhere <laughs> and you look at the wallpaper and it's the cover yeah. all the walls that, is that, that right there is how you can tell it's a Tarantino film if someone, Trademark, if someone yeah, turned yeah. it on at that point you could instantly go mm. it's Tarantino tell you what I was looking for do you remember we spoke about two trademarks in, in Tarantino movies mm. one is the camera shot like in a boot of a car looking up yeah, yeah. there's something that happens when you see it from somebody's point of view looking up before he gets killed at one point the other one is women's feet. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything no. thinking well, back. Feet. Well, they take the chains off yeah. in there, isn't it? But I couldn't That's think of anything yeah. about but, that. The two but particular there's, there's, there's even bits of the... When he goes back to the house and, like, the second-in-command slimy guy who he... Walton sh- Goggins. Yeah, who he shoots in the shoulder or yeah. chest and then because he had threatened to cut his nuts off, shoots him in the dick, yeah. and he's writhing around oh, in Goggins. The man is so fucking cunty in films that he's amazing at acting. <laughs> yeah. And Walter Goggins does not get a nowhere near enough credit. No, no. every film you see him in... He turns up you, in The Hateful Eight, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Hateful Eight, which I think Ooh. is a superb yeah. film. He was, he was actually in House of a Thousand Corpses. Really? And that was he? Copy oh, that. Sid Haig was supposed to be in this at one yeah. point as well. I see. I remember reading that. Yeah. Walter Goggins was, um, he was a fucking tranny in Sons of Anarchy that he played so fucking well Brilliant. that you actually thought he was a fucking woman, <laughs> an ugly ass woman. He does so much in that sick, twisted way that he's fucking brilliant at. Again, yeah. he's one of these ones that's the glue in a movie that well, doesn't... I think there's a TV show or a film, mm. there might be a film that I've seen when I was um, looking on either Amazon or something, that he's starring in. Oh, cool, okay. Um, whether or not it'd be good or not, I don't know. Yeah. Because he is one of the ones you look at and you think, he's brilliant as someone As the in supporting it. actor, yeah. Because again, I loved his character in yeah. Hateful Eight. Yeah. I loved him in this, that you just fucking wanted to hurt him because you're like, you disgusting sick He has fuck. got a serious forehead. He always has. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you both seen Hateful Eight? Yeah. 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 What, would you prefer, what would you prefer at the two? I've only seen Hateful Eight once yeah loved it it was the first one of his that I thought really 
it did drag a little. There was a little bit. Usually he fills the two hours plus yeah. well, but there was a little bit of. Watch it again. Um, Eight flight. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen I went to the seventy mil roadshow thing at yeah. the Empire Leicester Square, the in Leicester Square, to see it, and you know a pacing of a Tarantino can be a bit ploddy mm. sometimes, and I, I was aware. You kind of, of expect him, don't you? Sometimes that going character into it. development. Yeah, look at Revenant. Yeah, Revenant. Which is so. not Tarantino, but the same sort of thing, isn't it? That what was the one that really plodded? Well, we didn't like Jackie Brown at first, no, you know, because no. we thought that plodded. But you watch it, knowing. The pace, yeah. And you think, I oh, know this is building up to something special, and it's the same with Hateful Eight. I prefer I Hateful Eight. I think if I was given the choice, I think as much as I love this, for me, if yeah, actually, yeah, if you say it like picking between the two, mm. I would probably go more for Hateful Eight on the making you think when you're sitting watching this Hateful Eight. You yeah. can't, for me, I'm sitting there, and I, even the first time, mm. let alone every time. It was one of the films that the more you watch it, the more you go, like you said earlier about mm. nothing. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it was with that, you kind of thought, okay. And, and it made you think more about it. And you the know film. that it's, it's, it's doing this at uh, this particular pace for a reason. Yeah. There was certain. The, like pay the payoff will be better. Yeah. Know, yeah. Because there was many stories. Oh, yeah. Hate for like the. Django Unchained is more. a pulp fiction in the Western genre. Massively, yeah. yeah Whereas I, I think Hateful Eight is more. Hate, paced as a Western. As you said, I think. Django, although it ends on a crescendo, mm. it's not all about the build-up to it. Yeah. Whereas Hateful Eight is. It's that slow-paced, yeah. it's going to come to a head right at the end. It was deliberately made as a three-hour movie with an interval. Yeah. He deliberately made it to have that point where it cuts. Because in the cinema, we had that eight-minute break mm. and it had intermission mm. on the screen, you know. And it's like, wow, this is better like watching Ben Hur back in 1959. <laughs> right there, like, mm. just saying, is that Tarantino, someone that would make his films how he wanted to, but would still honour how it used to be done. Mm. Yeah. Instead of taking what used to be done, I'll do my own version of it, he has just gone, do you know what? That's how it was. Intermissions were part of cinema. Yeah, because he'd done the grind movies. This is why people didn't like Death Proof, because it was so yeah. much yeah. like yeah. a 70s that was grind house movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was didn't they? But then that's what I said. They were grindhouse classics. Yeah, mm. that's why. But that's what they were. They were cheap movies with shit actors. Yeah, Rodriguez did Planet Terror. Yeah. I mean, even to the point that when the the film was made, they took the the roll of film and threw it across the car park to scratch it up. Yeah. <laughs> so that it looked like it was yeah. like made in nineteen seventy four. And you see all that and the pops and the clicks and all that mm. on, the, on the seventy mil presentation. Great film. Well. I haven't gone back to Death Proof, actually. Have you guys seen it recently? I've saw it last couple of three, years. four years ago, yeah. But Zoe Bell's in that. That's the, she's the stunt woman. Yeah. That? She's, yeah. But, I mean, comparing this to Hateful Eight, they are, yeah, they're both westerns. But mm. I he think describes, they are, He describes this as a southern Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> this is it's more... Because nice it is, isn't it? Because yeah. westerns yeah. are set in like, this California. Right this now, is so. definitely yeah. more comedic yeah. than Hateful Eight. Um, but they're both great films. See, I think, for me, how Tarantino does things is all of them have enough comedy, drama and horror, but more than enough comedy in mm. all of them. Mm. In, like, Hateful Eight, there was bits in it. Kurt Russell. I think it's darker humour in that. He was... That's the thing that he always sits on normal humour, because normal humour is dark humour, no, matter what, no <laughs> yeah. matter what anyone fucking says. You, 
if someone says to you, be funny, you're gonna say a fucking joke that is just, mm. that you think, if you, the Scott I know, the humour that we're talking is going to be dark. It's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be funny to us because it's dark humour. All of us are. We, so. we, no, because us, we appreciate that. That's a bit taboo as well, yeah. don't we? Because there's nothing we tell our mother or nothing we tell <laughs> the public. But we, we do like a... a tell my mum. Yeah, yeah, we like, yeah your, your mum likes a secret yeah. joke as well. Yeah. <laughs> Shame me. Um, but we but, do, don't we? We do like a, a giggle over something that we yeah. shouldn't really be and laughing. And that's why I think like a lot of the humour that Tarantino puts in it are mm. things that the act... Like the character shouldn't be finding funny or taking any joy in, but I mean, you go back to fucking Reservoir Dogs with cutting off the ear. Yeah. Who the fuck thinks dancing to stuck, stuck in, in the, the middle. middle with you and slicing someone's ear off is normal? Talking to the hateful eight, there's that story that Samuel L. Jackson tells where he's out in the snow. Yeah. And he says he gets the guy to suck his dick, and it's yep. like, and you laugh immediately. You laugh, yep. and you think, hang on, no, this is. A mm. bit dark. This is a bit serious because he ends up shooting the gun. Yeah. But it's Tarantino. He's warped. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It makes the best films. If I don't care for these fucking. If someone tells me, "Oh, they studied their whole life to be a director," I'm like, "It gives a fuck." If you can turn around and go, "Do you know what? I'm going to take some sick humour and I'm going to put it in with some fucking gruesome death scenes and make the film based yeah, on, but, based on the style of movie that I loved as a, yeah, as a kid." But do you know one of the best? genre films he's done but yeah. one of the best things yeah. about him he doesn't churn out movies oh no this is only nine. No. he's on number nine isn't yeah. he, it is. and, he said he was going to stop and what tip. was from Dust Till Dawn Dust was like late 90s wasn't it I think he was but he was so he's bringing out on average a film every two but years but Dust Till Dawn he was a screenwriter and he yeah was but that was that's Robert Rodriguez it was still well, sort of classed as his first sort one of one of the ones wasn't yeah. him and Robert Rodriguez have been Friends for yeah, well, thirty years. But, yeah. A lot of directors getting a bit of success would then be going right. Who's offering me the biggest paycheck? Yeah. I'm going to go and no, do I this wanna, film. I want to make the movie I want to make. Yeah. yeah, that's what he does. But that's why you look at the length of his films. Yeah, and you can immediately go. This is someone that's actually taking pride in what he's doing. He's not just going. Let's pause it. He's not going. Uh, let's make a film to fill out this gap. Let's. Uh, it, it's not let's like, take the easy money yeah, yeah he's not being the directing version of like Bruce Willis an actor yeah um, I'll just make some money here there yeah. people might like it there's two or three genres that he hasn't covered and there's, there's sci-fi a lot. <laughs> sci-fi is one because he's slated or was slated to do a sci- uh, Star Trek movie yeah he was yeah. Oh, that would be interesting yeah <laughs> that was, I'd that's watch been, that that has been on the cards for donkey's years that thing because it wasn't going to be the sequel to the Chris Pine ones, it was going to be mm, another new, one, yeah, wasn't right, it? Something, okay. another type of, you know, generation of it. But they had said to him that he had to tone down certain parts of it. Imagine uh, it. And yeah. he'd said, uh, it's not going to happen then. He it's makes a Tarantino film, movie. Makes or yes, Imagine not, it where their phasers blow people away. Well, I'm, go- I'm going to give you <laughs> two other genres, right, that he hasn't covered entirely as a movie, and you tell me how you think it would work. A Quentin Tarantino comedy. Just the comedy, no blood guts action. I, I think he'd have to have some blood and guts in it. Did he have, or was he in? I'm, he appeared in the Golden this. Girls as Elvis. Yeah, no, no, I think that. <laughs> I'm sure there was something to do with him and the Adam Sandler film Little Nicky. Possibly. Which I know it's like, I mean, it's a comedy, mm-hmm. but it's like your darker fucking devil. Yeah. Sort. And I'm sure 
Have, have a little look at that. And the other, not that I think it's something that he made up, because right? that's absolutely yeah. made but. There, there was some involvement, yeah? Yeah. And didn't he direct a couple of episodes of ER, didn't he, as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah. Special. Um, yeah, Michael Crichton done some of ER as well. He'd done the pilot, didn't he? Yeah. I think he wrote well, the pilot. He, he wrote he? Yeah, ER, the, yeah. the actual thing, yeah. Um, and the other genre? Horror. Yeah, horror, I think he would seriously excel at. Yeah. But again, it would have to be a it would be a 70s comedy. slasher or something. Yeah. It would do it would do because it's a movie he loves or a style yeah. he loves, yeah. He starred in Little Nicky and helped Tarantino was in uh, Little Nicky. He, he, he was in it and uh, kind of helped uh, Adam Simon was good up, spot. There, you go. there you go. Played Deacon. And then I think officially to be classed as a Western director, not a director of Westerns. You have to have three under your belt. Oh, so he needs one more. He needs one more if he wants to become known as like a John Ford or that type of... Houston. Was it Houston, John Houston? Yeah, John Houston did sort of... Well, Treasure of Sierra Madre is almost a Western, but... Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Sergio Leone. So, you know, you have to have three Westerns under your belt, but... Is there any Western... Any Western, any genre that he couldn't do? i say sci-fi, to me, would be a bit of a stretch for him. But then you give him, you say sci-fi, right? Right now, right yeah. now, 2019 sci-fi is your your remake, your additions to Star Wars. You, you go back to the 80s with Alien. Yeah. Predator. You give him an Alien yeah. Predator film, yeah. he'll fucking kill it. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thing. Cause Did anyone it, see the, sorry, just, just it's on the same sort of tack here, but you know the new Predator movie, the one that Shane Black? Yeah, bought that. What did you think? Because that's the sort of style of thing I could imagine him doing. I think he, yeah, if Tarantino had made that, it probably would have been an even better film. Yeah. Cause I didn't hate the film. I wanted more, though, because it was yeah. Shane Black. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You agree with me. Have you not seen it, Paul? No. It's, it's okay. It's, yeah. it's, but it's not... Because Shane Black was in the original Predator and yeah. he's done things like... I, I think because I, I loved the original yeah. Predator, I think I haven't gone to watch it. Because is it a remake or just totally no, new movie? No, it's not a but it's completely... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Liam. You've seen Hostel, the horror film? First yes. Like Eli Roth, yeah. Executive producer was Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Yeah, Eli Roth. Yeah. I mean, Eli Roth are close, I've mate. seen so Hostel like, too yeah. as well, which is even more fucked up. I thought Hostel was shit. Yeah, that's where <laughs> dog just... Is that only Las Vegas? Or is it no, movie? no, he cuts his guy's nuts off and feeds them to the dog, didn't he? Yeah, see, it was Hostel 1 with the whole cutting your Achilles tendon sitting in a chair. Yeah, stand up. That was, yeah. that's fucking that's genius. proper It's one with the eyeball, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. where yeah. comes out on the cheek. Yeah, it's not a nice film. Great film. So he's had, he's had a, he's had input in horror, like oh, both comedy. Yeah. Horror. He's had input in it, but for him to make his own film, yeah, he's he's had more than enough touches with like is it Eli Roth? Is Eli Roth? Eli Roth, Roth yeah. 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 Eli Roth, Robert Rodriguez, and that he's had more than enough input that he could easily pick a genre of fucking film and make it rom com. The man could make the next. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's an interesting one. Rom com. Chickly. You, you you just take something like True Romance and then fucking tone it down. Tone it down. Then <laughs> you put it. Or Kill Bill without the killing. Imagine you take Quentin Tarantino and you replace him making the next Deadpool film. Cool. Oh, yeah. Then he's made a comedy film and that would be yeah. fucking. It's already swearing. It's already murder. It's already fucking hilarious. It's pre-made yeah. for That's it, exactly it? what he could do. He could literally take that and Rob uh, Ryan Reynolds is fucking hilarious anyway. And he's brilliant at Deadpool. Quentin Tarantino could just make that film go boom. He could literally say to Disney, fuck you, look what we did. I mean, there was this thing 
when Hateful Eight came out, that he was only going to make ten movies. Oh, I've, mm. I've only said I'm ever going to make ten movies. And now, is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's coming yeah, out in a couple of, couple of months' time next month? Which is it? two of the people you said you'd never end up liking, but you both do. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And it's about the Manson murders. It's the yeah. 60s. It's, it's got my name written all over it now. I'm talking of that, have you seen Once Upon a Time in London? Is that the one about Jack Spot? Yes. I've got it to watch. I, I now, watched it last week. Yeah. Jack Spot was the forerunner to the Craze and the Richardsons, yes. wasn't he? I've got yeah. a, bi- uh, uh, a biography about Jack and Spot. Harry, no, um, some, Billy Hill. Billy Hill. Just Billy Hill. Famous story about Soho. Yeah. 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 Um, Tarantino has just finished a 200 minute director's cut of Django Unchained Ooh. three days ago this happened. No. Just finished. Oh, I want to see it. Right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please ignore everything we've said for about the last 45 minutes. Um, we're we should, re- 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 we should all be off <laughs> to see that. <laughs> That'd be interesting because it might have the missing Jonah Hill stuff or whatever. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the Zoe Bell with the missing jaw. Yeah. If it was filmed, I don't know. I know the intention was there for it to yeah. be filmed, but fucking hell. Okay. If this is just. It's coming out after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is released. Okay. But the director's cut will be coming out. Oh. See, and there's no news about what he's planning to do next, whether like the next one will be the last, because I don't think he knows himself what he's going to do, does That's he? That's the thing. You cannot, I don't care who you are, you could be fucking the greatest director ever or the worst. You could make a film that everyone loves. You're not going to just go, I said 10, I'll stop. Because if you do that 10th film, that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and everyone fucking loves it, or it bombs yeah. and then people it's like yeah you don't want well, your last films to be a bomb I should do another mm. and maybe this time I'm going to fucking oh. I'm going to go with a bang I'm going to make people sick in cinema I'm going to make people fucking cry yeah. laugh I'm just going to fuck everyone. or even financially speaking in 10 years time if he's lost all his money he's not going to say well I'm not going to make an 11th film because I said I was going to do it yeah. <laughs> Mate, the man could literally if you want to go with a bang he needs to make like a fucking an old school Exorcist Clockwork Orange Watership Down type shit. <laughs> what like a, a mixture of fucking everything. <laughs> Things Pos- that make possessed rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> they were possessed rabbits. <laughs> but he needs to make something that will make children fucking cry and not want to grow up. He wants to make something that teenagers are fearful of going out having sex. He wants. If you do all that, mate, go out. Fucking done. He's going to live. The man's a multi-millionaire. I, I, yeah, I don't think he can stop at 10 because... He loves the medium so much. Yeah, it's in his blood, isn't it? It's just like I don't think he could These not make a movie. To his head. And, and look how long it is now between the movies. We're talking three years between movies yeah. now. Yeah. But he uses those three years to perfect what we get as an yeah. end product. And I don't think he could sit down at the end of number ten, which is going to be the next one if he ever does make another one mm. after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it'll just be like constantly his yeah. brain will be worried if he only ever genuinely stuck to saying I'm only going to do 10 he films won't. He of can't. his own then why would he have even helped out Robert Rodriguez why would yeah. he have helped Eli Roth he wouldn't have he wouldn't have gone I'd help everyone out because he's like do you know what I'm sticking to my own 10 films and that's me he's just gone I love films it's just a weird concept as well yeah. isn't it that someone I've, if I've, you're that good at doing something why stop if you're a brilliant footballer like Messi and he's won every tournament he can by the age of 25 he's not going to go I'm going to give up now because I've done it all to be honest he carries on playing to be honest if he'd have retired at the end of Pulp Fiction fuck me if you've got Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction under your belt that's two fucking yeah. brilliant movies I think to that's have, the thing it? though with films is thinking of it it's the opposite of like 
football or anything. If you could think you can make 10 films that are going to change and have changed, well, when once he does the 10th one, have changed cinema, oh, have changed how people view certain genres. If you can do that and you can walk away and have everyone going, fuck, I wish we could have that. Look how much you've won. And, and also, You'd have people begging for it. I mean, in the shitty sense, like tone it down massively, look at sitcoms, yeah. Friends. Everyone for years afterwards wanted... It's been gone since 2003, 2004. Yeah. People still want a Friends sequel. They want it to get... Not the movie. Or yeah, or a movie. Because they left it when people really wanted more. If Tarantino had done that after 10, you look how much people would go. Yeah. They'd buy everything he's done again and again. Blu-ray, fucking 4D, 4K, fucking... 6D by the time we get whatever that 60. is. 6D. Fucking virtual reality <laughs> shit. People buy it again and again because it's Tarantino. He could walk yeah. away going, I'll leave them waiting. He could even do like a, oh, that'd be amazing. If he ever done like um, John Malkovich has done. I want the, the film that ain't coming film out until Oh, until he's 100 years old. Or until everyone's yeah. gone that's on earth for pretty much now. Yeah. Then. So no one's ever going to know it yeah. other than the people that made that film. If Tarantino done that, so when he's dead, gone, the yeah. people are still living in Pulp Fiction memory, Django Unchained memory, and they go, what the fuck? It'd be like a new Tupac song coming out now, or like an Elvis song that no one heard. Yeah, yeah. You, you would be yeah. going, the man's dead, how? What the fuck? <laughs> that that would be genius. Yeah. This is going to be Tarantino, a Tarantino, if you're listening, you're we, not. We love you. <laughs> if um, you are, I'll hook you up. <laughs> I have connections. Tough question. What is your favourite Tarantino movie? Could you actually put? I know I said like try and put this in your favourites. I've never really answered. I think it, it's probably the last one you've seen. Do you reckon? No. I, I do. See, I like Django. Obviously, this was the last one I watched. Was this? I. But I loved Pulp Fiction. I saw it again within the last six months, and I still loved it. But I don't think it was as good as when I'd. Originally, oh, really? said it. No, I, I still um, get a kick from Pulp Fiction. I know what my favourite is. I've got a clear one. First, that always comes to my mind. If someone says Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. Yours is Reservoir Dogs. Always comes to mind more than anything. Mine's Kill Bill. Really? I love Kill Bill. No. Yeah, mine's I Kill Bill. Kill I, I would probably say this one. I'd say yeah. Django. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's, it's interesting yeah, because mm. three different genres, but at the same time. Is there a bad one apart from you know death proof people seem to think might be the dodgy one, but even then I quite like elements of yeah. death. But that was because of the type of film he was going for. And people didn't understand yeah. what he was actually filming, did they? No. That's the thing. Whereas people like us that sort of understand film to a certain degree, mm-hmm. hopefully we know that he's now um, that's a grindhouse movie. Yeah. yeah, although we've said it wasn't particularly his direction. I don't know if I watched it now. How much I'd enjoy it. I think with Dust Till Dawn was that whole tone tone shift. Yeah, yeah. it was this road movie that suddenly turned into a vampire movie. Yeah. Dust Till Dawn became a cult classic as opposed to a yeah. great film. He's, yeah, he's, and he's, they made a TV series out of it, which was they make a TV series out of most shit films. They do now. Fucking watching. Yeah. Go, oh, I like that. Have you seen that? You're like, shut up. It was a good film. Don't watch a shit series of it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would. It always, no matter what, Reservoir Dogs is a reason. It's always for you, Reservoir Dogs. I, I remember yeah. watching it as a kid, and it was always the reason that I didn't tip in restaurants, because I'm like, motherfuckers chose that job. Why should I give them extra money? You need to be really extra fucking nice if I'm going to give you money. You can't listen to Like a Virgin without thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, honestly, everything is stuck in the middle with you, just yeah. that stuck in my head. And always, if that song comes on, I do a little trot and think, yep, yeah, I want to yeah. cut someone's ear off. Yeah. 
it was just one of them that the nicknames of the Mr. Uh, Pink, Mr. Pink yeah, and Mr. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was it's always just mm. that film, considering when it was made, what, 92, I think it was. Oh, it was 92, I thought it was 93. But yeah, yeah, 92, 93. I was fucking seven or eight when that film came out. Mm. And I it's still, it. I just love how it fucking is. It's just so well done. I saw it before Pulp Fiction, obviously. Yeah. It was on a double bill with uh, Natural Born Killers. Nice. Went to Blue Wall. Natural Born Killers is good as well. Yeah. But. I, I yeah I don't. Natural Born Killers. I saw it at the cinema. And Oliver that was, Stone, wasn't it? That was quite a weird one, wasn't it? It's very strange. I mean, he was in his pretentious. Because it was Woody Harrelson, wasn't it? And, and uh, Juliet Lewis. Wasn't yeah, it? he used to like using Juliet Lewis. Yeah. <clears throat> she was in a band as well, Juliet Lewis. Yes. Things Juliet Lewis and the Licks. You know who her father was. Uh, Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis. Daniel John Dave. Lewis. <laughs> you know every which way but loose? The Clint Eastwood movies? Yeah. The orangutan! It was! It was Clyde. Clyde. No, it was Clyde's mate. The one with the baseball cap. Clyde's mate? Look him up. Look up. Yeah. Look up Clyde's, Clyde's mate. mate. <laughs> so, um, just while Scott, Scott's urinate at this very moment in time while we carry on discussing that Juliet Lewis's dad was a orangutan. Is an a orangutan? It's an orangutan. <laughs> But Paul, for some reason, says it really possibly. Can't say. Juliet Lewis. She was in Cape Fear, a remake. Her father is Geoffrey Lewis. He was an actor, died in 2015. Um, he's got a lot of fucking kids. Uh, Juliet Lewis, Lightfield Lewis, Peter Lewis, Brady Lewis, Deidre Lewis, Miles Lewis, Matthew Lewis, Hannah Lewis, Dick Murray, Emily Columba. Columbia, Jesus. The stepdaughter. So, oh, okay. One stepdaughter out of all their millions of fucking children. Well, let's have a look at his filmography. Lightfield? The what kind of a name's that? Mate, a fucking brilliant name. I was like you, sort of. He'd done a film, he was in The Fat Black Pussycat, 1963. <laughs> the Todd Killings. Okay. Welcome Home Soldier Boys. The Culpepper Cattle Oh, Co. him! Moon of the Wolf, Bad Company, High Plains, Drifter, Dillinger. Of, you know he's? Yeah. Thunderbolt if, if and Lightfoot. Any which way. But. Smile, a lucky lady. Hawaii Five-0. Oh. Yeah, I remember. Silver him. Saddle, Every Which Way But Loose, Centennial, Tilt. And he died last year, year before, I think. 2015. Really? There you yep. go, another case of me getting. Takes wrong. The timeline's wrong, yeah. Return of the Man of Uncle, from Uncle, not of Uncle. Lost in the Dust. That's with Divine. Catch Me If You Can in 1989. Tango and Cash, he was in. Catch wow. Me If You Can. Uh, the 1989 oh, Catch Ta Me If You Can. Tango and Cash Me If You Can. Mm, Jeffrey Lewis, yeah. Um, uh, National Lampoon's Last Resort. What was the last film he ever done? Let's have a look. He's done lots. High and Outside. Pissed and we've Inside. All, we've all done that. <laughs> but do you know what his first film was? Uh, Casablanca. No, it's The Fat Black Pussycat. Do that in the same L. Jackson voice. He was <laughs> fat black pussy cat. <laughs> motherfucker. That motherfucking fat black pussy cat nigga. <laughs> I could have done so fucking well in this in Django. Yeah. I love doing a fucking southern accent and being a cunt. I've been a Mandingo fighter. I fucking would have, I'm black enough. Mm. <laughs> Ginger Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I get away making a film of reverse slavery. <laughs> so white people are slaves, black people are owning yeah, them. And, and you call everyone a ginger. It's an anagram. 
because no, not every white person's ginger, but every black person could have been a nigger. Because it derives from Negro, which is black. So. What's that ginger doing on that horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't even make it. Wouldn't really <laughs> I used to own a horse. So Got a house ginger. House <laughs> ginger. <laughs> Cracking jokes about ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching him go bright red and wheezing over in the corner there. <laughs> so at this point, I think we may have to start winding this up a little bit. <laughs> Can you guys think of a director currently working that's better than Terence Lino? There's a question. No. <laughs> There's an answer. <laughs> Any favourite directors at the moment, Liam, that you would sort of turn to? I know Tarantino is sort of churning them out periodically now, every yeah. three years or whatever, but compared to some of the ones that are throwing out a movie every year or whatever, is, is there anyone that you see? I mean, thinking of genre films and like. There's nothing that touches him for genre movies. No, like if this, you take away, because the fact that he does every genre and well, whatever he can do, it touches his golden bit. What about Jordan Peele that did. Us and Jordan Peele's fucking Get Out and things Get like that. I mean, yeah, and he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Steve McQueen. You know, things like Widows yeah, and all McQueen's that. You know, great. they they're great, aren't done, they? Um, yeah. Twelve Years a Slave, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, but, and I ain't taking fuck all the way from the Russo brothers. Well, they're your favourites anyway. We know that. But then again, how many how many Marvel movies have they done? Just the Avenger ones. Not all of them, though. No, they've done Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. And Endgame's their Endgame. Okay, that's it for them. Because there's been about... J.J. Abraham. Fucking hell, that man's... Mm. That's the other well. one, yeah. isn't it? But J.J. Abraham's done wonders for Star Wars. And Star Trek. Yeah. And, yeah, Star Trek was amazing. And my J.J. Abrams wrote the script, wrote everything out for uh, whatever the second Last Jedi. Mm. The yeah. last one that was just made, not the newest one coming out. He wrote everything for that. But said, because like Disney wanted, they wanted to appease everyone's agenda of mm. having a female make it. She fucked up the script so badly, he's now had to go back and try to save what she fucked up by trying, trying to rearrange what she done, but including deaths, oh. who's done what, because she completely changed his script. Now, the man made superbly Force Awakens, considering you go Star Wars 1, 2, 3. Mm, okay. He... Force Awakens wasn't bad. What he done with like um, Han Solo dying, you're like, fuck. Yeah, no, I liked it. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he planned what was going on because they was like, right, let's get a woman to come in, do this, let's do... See, yeah, sometimes your gender doesn't always fucking fit. <laughs> it's like, don't fuck about with things that... If someone's already wrote something out for you to help you on your way to becoming great at something, that'd be like yeah. Tarantino going, uh, excuse me, uh, homeless person, I found a script, I wrote this for you, you do this, I'll help you out. You becomes like, oh, cheers Tarantino, I'm now going to fuck it up for you <laughs> and completely destroy my own career. Fucking listen to what someone great is telling you to do. And somebody Jay who has some understanding of the source yeah. material as well. And that's really. the thing, for what he done with, and I, I was never a Star Trek fan, or Star Wars is much better than Star Trek, mm. But what JJ done with them Star Trek films? Yeah, it makes it watchable for your generation. Yeah. I think. Mm. I think Star Trek was more for me and Paul. But I don't think you're a massive fan either, though, not, are you? Not of Star Trek, like Captain Kirk and all that shit. See, oh, that's the original. Um, yeah. To me, Next Generation was good. Yeah, they fucked it up a bit with 
Deep Space and Voyager, Voyager and all that lot, yeah. Um, okay with Enterprise with Scott Bakula. Discovery is fucking awesome. There you go. So it's it's darker. I did like the original with Spock. I like that. The, yes, I do. The original. The original ones I like that. Favorite, I think because but... it felt really, in the nicest sense, so cheap that it was advanced. Mm. Like, if that no, makes any kind the, of sense. At the time, yeah. 66 yeah. to 69. It, it felt it like Discovery could feel it. Whereas mm. I watched Enterprises. No, what was the next one? Next. Next, next gen. gen. I watched Jean-Luc that. Picard. Yeah, I watched that, and I was like, okay, I, that's not bad. Mm. Then after that, who was the guy with the fucking goatee beard that was in charge? Yeah, that's Cisco, isn't he? Whatever he's on. Deep yeah, Space Nine. So, Deep Space Nine no, was shocking. That, after that, I was like, do you know what? Voyager. Stand them all. Uh, which had a female in charge, which Kate. Mulberry, oh, the dark yeah. woman, Kate Mulberry, yeah. yeah. Which the premise of it was good, but it was just like a drawn out shit story. But um, Enterprise, which was set before, before yeah, which was good. So what Enterprise was set before? Before um, Kirk. Kirk. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, now this is just ridiculous. And um, <laughs> Discovery, which is set around the... Just slightly before Kirk, because it's got Captain Pike in it. Who's Kirk's previous captain, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but it is so much darker and... Yeah. But also, when they bring in Enterprise with Pike mm-hmm. on board, yeah. they go from these snazzy uniforms to the bright to red the and bright yellows brilliant. and blues brilliant. so they've kept sort of Continuity. true to the yeah. original and it's only just finished its second series they've only done I think it was 10 episodes a series oh I'm going to start it is it. absolutely brilliant I'm start it is the, but, but as Liam was saying J.J. Abrams has sort of reinvented it for your generation because all these people that were kicking off about Oh, you know they're dealing with my childhood again. Yeah. You know it's going to be Kirk and Spark and all this, but it's not going to be Shatner. It's not going to be Nimoy. I liked it. I liked those three. Is it three I now? Did, I three, three, yeah, the first one. And I, I, I very well go to but what's that? I fucking love yeah. It. The, the yeah, they've done beyond so two or some, three. There's three, three movies. Three, yeah. Because yeah. one had Cumberpatch in. Oh, yeah, as the baddie. Yeah. Do you know what? Looking at directors. I yeah, just, current, just current directors, in, cool. Yeah. But last thing, I just typed in best directors. Okay, just I'll bet Akira Kurosawa was up there. He fucking is. <laughs> but what, Pretentious cunt. What I look at, right, is I assume you have to have been doing films in the 90s to be classed, like from John the latest of 90s, and then going all the way back because. There's you, nothing got, from recent. You've got people that have, but no one knew. Okay. Like you've got. I think the most recent would be something like um, Josh Whedon, Christopher yeah. Nolan, Michael okay, Bay, yeah, that but he sense. was doing Michael things. Bush. No, Michael Bay's not there. Yeah. No, you've, honestly, you've got Hitchcock, Spielberg, Kubrick, uh, Scorsese, Tarantino, um, Coppola, Coppola, that's his name? Francis Ford yeah, Coppola. Coppola. I can read Francis Coppola. Ford, thanks, but it's just yeah. uh, Woody Allen, Orson Welles, mm. Akira Kurosawa, Charlie Chaplin, John Ford. Mm. Honestly, the... The most recent I mean, see is... And you can't argue with any of those names, apart from Akira, Kurosawa. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there should be someone Inquire more modern. Bergman, Sergio Leone. So whose Billy list Wilder. is that? Is that Sight and Sound? Is that Empires? This is just the internet. Yeah, just the internet. The whole internet has decided that... Andre Tarkovsky, cool William yeah, Wyler. This is the thing, they are... It's like you kind of have to have done enough for someone to go, yeah, you're good enough. And I think that's that's the sort of thing that pisses me off with like modern cinema is that, all right, you like 
And I know for well there's certain people that say like the Russell Brothers because well, they made a fucking superhero film. Beat it. We know people that would yeah. say that. Beat that fucking film. Yeah. Find is... Coppola, whatever his fucking name is, who Godfather might have been superb at then that time. Mm. See if he can do the same fucking I, film. I, I think what I was sort of trying to say to you earlier and didn't finish the conversation because we got sort of waylaid a wee bit. You cannot take away the fact, not necessarily just the Russo brothers, but also everybody involved in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It's taken how many years? Ten? Eleven years. Eleven years from that original vision yep. where they've had to adapt because we've had copyright things drop in and out. Spider-Man finally became yep. available. You've had different directors. You've had different script writers. You've had people get sacked and then And they come back. And, 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 yeah. and, and that 11-year vision has come to fruition now after 20-plus movies. You cannot deny that that production is yeah. something worthy of Hollywood history. Yeah. Mm. It was something that was a vision 11 years ago. They planned every bit out. And if, well, we see it, don't we? Every yeah. couple of years they say, Honestly, these are the next five movies, the next ten movies. When you watch Endgame, yeah. you will see... From every Marvel film that you're binging at the moment, to go, that all makes 100%. This is what I said to you, because I'm binging at the moment. I'm about a quarter of the way through, a third of the way through, mm. probably. Um, it all seems to make more sense to me now. There's a lot more stuff in there now that I didn't realise had happened yeah. when I watched it first time, or I ignored, or I skinned over. And as I said to you, things, certain people's roles are more important yeah. already seven, eight movies yeah. in. There's stories within... They Like when you see a, a Tarantino, with, there's a story within stories. Yeah. That's what Marvel done with all of their films from 2008 onwards was... They were always were thinking ahead. They were leading. Mm. They yeah. planned when they was going to end it all. They planned, well, yep. they planned when they was going to end their phases. That, that phase, yeah. Mm. yeah. And it's... And I actually had this conversation and... Again, because obviously I'm a nonce. Um, when I watched it at midnight, um, and there were some guys coming out of the ice, not as good as Infinity War. And I was like, you don't understand, do you? Obviously, one is a war film, one is an end game. Yeah. It's like, watch it for the words that it said, and you'll mm. sit there and you go, fucking hell, you've literally put it all together. Mm. It's like a puzzle that you do for kids when you're a nonce. Yeah, and it's an, it's an 11 year yeah. puzzle. Mm. Yeah. And the I'm not going to deny the fact that, as I say, Fair play. That is yeah. some amazing piece of Hollywood and also, mm. like, history. People are acclaimed for like, say Titanic, which was a box office hit, made a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. And that will stand the test of time in history as yeah, being that. Yeah, that was James Cameron, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yet, Avengers, or Marvel, has made... The last four or five have been billion dollar. Oh, one made hits. a billion in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, how can they not say that these films will, in 20, 30 years' time, be looked back on yeah. with the same affinity See, as I, I, the I others? Don't, I don't think they're going to be looked back as fondly as works of art. I think they're going to look back as the whole process, the whole. Thing. Yeah. We were talking earlier about Harry Potter's, right? That yeah. was a whole eight book thing or whatever it was. Seven. But seven, they could see, see he's more of a. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird Harry knows eight films last book yeah, it's a bit strange so Harry knows this my daughter was a huge but fan. you said earlier Paul that you look back at the early Harry Potters and technically they oh, don't stand shocking. up yeah I, I, you know I just think they're going to be sort of seen as curios of the time mm. I don't think Marvel will be 
so much as I, to I that know, degree. You still look back at Iron Man, the first one. It still you know stands what? up today. Third one was my favourite so far on my binge. Oh, I hated which it. Which was the one that I didn't like. I hated so the That third was the one, one I didn't well. like. Went to the cinema, saw it in 3D. Hated every minute no, of it. Didn't like it first time. Third one I thought was the better one. No. See, this is where we could all disagree. No. Yeah. First one was brilliant because it set up the story and you had the really crude <laughs> Iron Man, which he then developed. I do think but, that Marvel have never... <clears throat> they never set... Well, sorry... The Marvel Cinema Universe, not the comics, was set to keep making films. I think in the same sense, like you just said, they were made to be like, in 50 years' time, people will go, oh, I remember that. It's not going to be... Yeah, I don't... Because they're not one-offs. I think people remember the whole sequence. They will remember... Yeah, the yeah. And that, that is see, a big series. Yeah, to- yeah. <laughs> they will see Marvel going, we've just taken a guy who's just come out of rehab and prison mm. for being a drunk and nobody wanted to employ Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. No one wanted to. And now look at him. Now look at him. Chris Evansworth. They picked actors that... Well, they they picked a Chris yeah. Evans who... Oh, yes, okay, he was the Human Torch, but that was a foul film. Yeah. Before that, not another teen movie. Now he's making films of his own yeah. that he's doing well at. Brie Larson now. I watched uh, Unicorn Store. Did you see it? What do you think? Uh, it's so fucking random, but I loved it. Yeah. It's a feel-good film. Just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Samuel Neil Jackson. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's things like Marvel are finding people that everyone else is going, oh, I don't know, they're all right. Yeah, they're okay. And they're just going, well, we'll use them then. Mm. They're not going, let's fight. And I was compared to DC, where they've got the film and gone, let's use fucking Jared Leto. Yeah, he's already been the biggest the stars model, possible. an actor. Well, he, did, he just won the Oscar, didn't he, for uh, Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. around about that time. Yeah. Neil and, and that sort of thing, but so they've gone, oh, let's use this let's big use it, name. Big name, yeah. And then he fails yeah. for them, because people then expect too much, and they go, oh, shit, you can't. Mm. Marvel have done that, and they, they can keep doing it. Like I said, this is the end of phase three. Then they're going to phase four, and things were... For different generations. They are planning... They are literally planning a long-term success. I, th- I think Marvel's success is the script, not the stars. It, yeah, it's well, the it's fact ha- of the story. And well, it I mean, does, the story doesn't come from the comics anyway. So yeah, but it, it, it sort of doesn't matter who they put in those roles. I mean, yes, they've chosen very, very well. But it, it's, it's more the... Continuous like story. Like said, yeah, there's yeah. elements in Iron Man that comes to fruition in Endgame or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're talking honestly, not just from Iron Man, but Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three. Every all... film you'll ever watch a Marvel from 2008 will be. I've got a very good idea because I've heard the rumor that I think uh, I know I, what happens. Well, I haven't seen Endgame yet. No, I've I need to go and see it. Mm. Liam, you said you'd go again, didn't you? Yeah, we, I was going to go Wednesday, but some can't fucking put on a pathetic back fucking excuse. Put on a back excuse. walking like a cunt only the other day. <laughs> Old fuck nugget here. Gets in at work. A couple of minutes later, I'm coming out of the gym and I'm obviously... <laughs> 20 minutes later, I'm still at the end of the hillside so going... To Scott Gillis, I'm like... Oh, here comes Paul. He's like... Dude. It was that fucking scene. Him fucking walking was like the knights running to the castle. That's that sad John Cleese. He literally was like, here he is. Here he is. You're like, fucking hell. And then he gets there and you're like, you're like, you're like, oh, carry on. It took me 25 minutes to walk out from work. And how did he put his back out? Getting pissed playing FIFA and falling asleep on the sofa, probably. No. (laughs) Yes! Yes. No! (laughs) 
Actually, no, I, I didn't know. fall asleep on the sofa, but yeah, probably <laughs> sitting on the sofa playing FIFA, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, getting back to the films, is that you just, you, I, I cannot, and, and it does piss me off when people want to knock these films. I, I, I'm not saying that anyone has to what, like superhero what, films. When they say they're all people in rubber suits. Just don't be a cunt don't about it. I don't know. <laughs> because I, I can be a cunt about many films if I want to be, for the sake of being a cunt, because I think it's niche and cool. Because Godfather is three films that not all three are fucking great. No, no, I agree. Most with people that. hate the third one. Yeah. So take the third one out of it. You've got two films. Most people say two is better than one. See, I'm in the camp of number one, unfortunately. Yeah, which, well, no, which is fine. I, I, I'm neither here nor there. Because you don't like either of them anyway. But yeah. and that's the thing. I'll watch them and I'll appreciate them for what they were. Mm. But the reason the Godfather films will last the test of time is because they only done three of the fuckers. Yeah. You keep trying to make a gangster film a mafia film that had been done to me I'd rather watch Goodfellas than Godfather any yeah. day in my there's own there's a lot opinion. of people like that man. yeah but I don't like it and it is and I will say this to Charlie and I don't care if this is I hate the fact he decides to say that someone's a nonce for liking a film that they go and see at 3 o'clock in, at one, 12 o'clock at night but will kiss the ass of a Japanese f- fucking filmmaker that's not that good <laughs> that bugs me because He's literally put on social media that people that watch that are a nonce. That's someone that touches children. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking... Se- we might joke here, but what he's done is a fucking serious thing to say about people that are like that. Yeah. That's disgusting, because yeah. these are films that kids... I saw people taking their children to watch at midnight. Yes. That's someone's yeah. child that they're watching, and you want to joke that you're a nonce for doing it. I'm not being funny. I could destroy a pathetic education that someone doesn't have by saying that about me and my best friend... For watching a fucking film because to me Godfather is shit. Yeah. Coppola is a great director. Godfather is very overhyped by pretentious people other than real film lovers. Pointed at me here, thank you. <laughs> because there are I, I and I say this a lot, when I talk about films and I say people pretentious, I'll go, if Scott says something's good, then I'll go, okay, he loves films. But when there's people that I've met that will go, yeah, like I've said earlier, Godfather's fucking amazing. Name it. Name name the fucking characters. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm right. also as I said earlier, I'm also quite forgiving about. I try and see good in every movie. Mm. I will give a film a fair mm. chance, and very often I will slag off a film or give it a low rating. And you know for a fact that I've hated a movie if I go below yeah, five yeah, or six. That's what I mean. If we ever hear you say anything less than a five, you were so surprised when I came out with my throne of blood comments. Yeah, even you? if it's less than a six, we kind of like yeah, mm. because I'll always try and see something good in it because I know that I haven't got the the capability or the wherewithal to make something 90 minutes long that will be projected on a yeah. piece of you know a piece of celluloid onto a screen I cannot do that my daughter could that's her fucking job you know yeah. but me no I'll sit there and watch it I'll criticise them I'll, I'll talk to you guys and get pissed happily month after month sitting here talking about movies but if something I think is genuinely wrong <laughs> Genuinely boring, genuinely shit. Yeah, you'll know it. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not, it doesn't happen very often. No, and, and you're quite surprised when I give something a seven or an eight, and you like, and you guys are giving it a four. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing for me is that I respect someone who will honestly, say, and again, the same thing that I said at the very start, uh, two episodes ago now, is that if you want to turn and logically say an answer as to why you like something or dislike something logically not some fucking smarmy comment because you think you're intelligent but an actual comment as to 
oh, why didn't you like that? When you turn around and say, do you know what? I've tried. I've watched it one tried. time. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is my bogey movie. Yeah. Four times, I think I've watched it now. And each time I watch it, I appreciate it more. But I still haven't got to that point where that's a great movie. I haven't yeah. got to that point yet. And I know it might hit me in about two or three times if I watch it again. Mm. And I think, now I get it. Yeah. But at the moment, I still haven't. Film, not film noir, uh, as you said earlier, uh, French, French New, New Wave. Wave. Don't get it at all. Yeah. I can't see what the appeal of it is. And I've tried with all the classics, you know, and it doesn't work for me. Fine. I will keep plugging away to a certain degree. Yeah. I did with, like, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Go, go back fucking f- five years. There's a lot of films I wouldn't have watched. Oscar bait films. I you refused to watch, didn't you? you? just I refused. Have watched. Yeah. Just because of the sake of it. Now, I there's so many Oscar films that I own without even realising. Yep. When I look at them, I own fuck loads. Yeah. I actually own a lot of black and white films. I love Charlie Chaplin and always did, but I just didn't realise it yeah. until doing this. Yeah. But these are these are things that... Like Charlie Chaplin done what he'd done at that time as well. So, mm. But you, you move forward things. And I, and I always try everything. Anything that you've mentioned, I have watched. Yeah. And not just you, like anything we picked... Yeah, because yeah, we've all yeah, picked yeah, films that yeah. we've loved. We've picked yeah. films that made us laugh, cry, fucking hate. And we've made individually films we've hated, collectively yeah. films we've hated, and, and, and hate films that disliked. you films that you'd never have even considered watching. Yeah. Like Ice Cold and Alex, which I liked. Mm. You, yeah, I'd never you watched. In my life. You you said it was okay, yeah. but it's something you'd never yeah. have. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, say, Twelve Angry Men was probably brilliant. Probably my greatest victory was Twelve Angry yeah, Men. And your your two reactions. I probably to that. wouldn't have watched Singing in the Fucking Rain, but I love that fucking yeah. film. But yeah. Again, how many people sit there and go gay? Yeah. Like, oh, what? Because they sing and dance. Do you know what I want to do? It's like seriously. Fuck I'm, off. I'm thinking of dropping Movie Roulette for a couple of months, sometime this year, mm. just to go back because in the first year of Stinking Paws, we hit. A shitload of major, major classic movies mm, yeah. that I don't want to rule out us three reviewing. Like Paul would love to do some like it hot. Love that. You've seen that? Marilyn Monroe, Casablanca. I'm sure you'd like to mm. sort of chat about Liam or um, some of the, the real wind. big ones. Gone with the Wind. We haven't done. We haven't yeah. even touched Gone with the Wind. Um, but some of those big movies that we and Charlie covered in the first eighteen months or so. I lead us to actually mm. sit and talk about because I'd love to hear your points of view mm. on it. And I think it would be a case of like, well, that's another 12 Angry Men. That's another. I think scene as well, in the rain. I look at it like you're a film fan. Yes, you know. As in, yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll try and explain that. I'm not a film, film arse, am I? I'm film a film fan. No, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're a film fan. I'm a fan of films. Mm. Oh, and I right, say okay, that, yeah, that yeah, there yeah. are films that I am a fan of yeah. and there's films I won't even bother watching yeah. whereas you're a, like, a film fan because you'd be like I like the history that. I like I watch that film yeah. and the review could be a fucking one on Rotten Tomato and a fucking point five on IMDB and you'll go I'm going to see if I like it I'll, I'll give it a go fuck. I'll give it a go whereas I'll go ah I won't <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the thing is that, that, that that's why I'd say is that you're a film fan and I'm a fan of films. Mm-hmm. It's the same as somebody being Paul's a Pink Floyd fan, I'm a fan of Pink Floyd. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the difference no, being yeah, is that yeah. you are that, you you yeah. are films. Yeah. I am someone that just likes yeah. to watch films that I want yeah. to watch. You, yeah. you, it's a difference between 
liking a group and following a group yeah. sort of thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's you can be a fan of football. You you can be a football fan or a yeah. fan of football. I'm yeah. a fan. I'm a fan of football. You two are football fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's how I see yeah. it. Is a lot of times that that and, and, and I'm great. I'm glad with that because I think with this is I I'm never going to sit here to appease you because you like a film. Yeah. No. Because me and Paul are very much that. Yeah, that, we often talk beforehand going, yes, Scott's gonna not going to like our opinion on the because, film. But then I surprise you because I I'm quite often yeah. agree with you, don't yeah. I? <laughs> and I think that's why I like how this is now, is that it's not just... Because when we first started, I think me and Paul was very much like, Ooh. we'll see, go on, it's not our podcast, we're not... We just... We're special guests, let's hear and listen. And then it always felt like a let's both like a film sort of thing and yeah. let's discuss how we both like it and I think now there's more of a we're not ever protesting to be anything other than people that like to watch yeah. films we like but uh, we'll try a film that you say and go but okay even and, to the point yeah. now where we fucking watch Mildred Pierce for five yeah. <laughs> but even to the point where <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid to have a difference of opinion from Liam and vice versa because um that there are films where I, I know Liam's going to like and he's not going to like the fact that I don't like it. There's films that I've surprised Liam on by saying how much I love it when Liam's gone, oh, I didn't think you were going to like that. Like, um, Neil... Not, I nearly said Neil by mouth then. No. That's not Definitely the one. Mine. <laughs> um, the Swedish vampire film. Don't let them in. Let don't the let the right one in. Don't let them in. Don't let them in. That was a short film. <laughs> don't tell him your name, Pike. Uh, <laughs> Don't let me in. <laughs> end. Yeah. Hello. Don't let me in. No. Okay. The end. Finn. <laughs> Slut. Yeah. Slut. <laughs> I'd let them in. I, I do, well, I, and I think as well, there is, in my opinion, there's like three levels of film buffery. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, film buffering. <laughs> film slightly progressing on the internet. <laughs> buffering. Is that like if you? I know Paul downloads, but um, illegally, might I add. Yeah, we're, it's we're all gonna, legal. Gonna, yeah, it's all legal. Buys a, a VPN so he can come from America. <laughs> Someone in California is going to get dumb for downloading things. But really, it's in Chatham. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah Steven Spielberg gets arrested. Yeah. Download. He's like, what? Why would I download my own film? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got it. <laughs> but I, I think, like, because uh, I do, you're, let's say, you're the fucking, if, if there's a level, you're like the film messiah. Like I, I wouldn't boy. say that, but I do. Out of us, out of us three. Okay. Yeah. But I'm the beginner. And I'd say I'm the intermediate. Yeah. Because my, my yeah, I've worked without TV for years. But and also, I, I watched. We, films, we all like films we all watch films yeah there's no there's no level to because you you like your certain films you like your certain films I like my certain but I think films. I think you know what I mean I or do, is it because yeah. uh, because I'm I, I watch your you, proficiency you watch everything. In, I do watch everything yeah. yes whereas I, yeah. <laughs> my like horizons are like that's a point okay I see where you're going that's right. what I mean not like not an event horizon yeah not that <laughs> you're a cock it's another black, no. another black hole that really fucking was <laughs> But not like you're better at films than me and that I'm better than Paul, but... You've got around like, taste. Yeah, you yeah. have... Yours is a broader... You I'm are happy that to circle. Yeah. I am that circle. Paul is that yeah. circle. You'll watch anything. Liam will watch Most. more or less anything. And, 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 and I watch films 
that I want to watch. Yeah. Paul knows what he likes and he likes yeah. what he knows. And we've and always said, what we said that. So yeah. many times. We've and always said That's that. why I think it is, like Paul said, he's the beginner, I'm the intermediate, you're the expert. It's strange yeah. because Between I always us. thought that Paul, being nearer to my age, would have obviously a more of a history of watching movies. Oh, yeah. So, I've seen from, oh, well, just because of my age, I've seen more films yeah, than so, Liam. Yeah, you know, from the But same, I, don't, I don't go out purposely to watch a variety of films. If there's a film that comes out that I'm interested in, I'll watch it. Yeah. Liam will, because he doesn't have TV and has just the Netflix and whatever, yeah. he will watch more films than I do because I love TV series and I, I watch a whole yeah. scope of different TV series. I've over six very, very decent or yeah, yeah, I very rarely watch any TV. At see, TV. see, that's it. I, I'm... I'm more uh, American crime dramas, cop shows, whatever. I'll watch them and I'll watch a film when I just feel in the mood for it or want to specifically He's watch a, a film. It's strange, isn't it? Old He's so I'm my own housewife. housewife. Yeah. He's literally the housewife. It's like, I do my housework and I watch my TV no, shows. Watch Have you seen his face? I don't do my housework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, but yeah, Paul's a housewife. <laughs> He's I'll like, do my stuff yeah. and I'll watch my TV. Yeah. You're the husband, he's the granddad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but please say, who's um, granddad? Whose dad is he then? It must be yours, not mine. I'm a bit worried that you openly chose to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm more concerned about. Is that you're the husband. You said that so quickly. <laughs> I was no thought you had that and I'm scared. <laughs> Lambitch. <laughs> Mate, if there was ever a fucking case, you know full well. You know full well with the massa is. You'd be like, I'm sorry, massa. You'd be picking my cotton cun. So my cotton, cotton cun. Cotton cun, yeah. Is that like cotton candy? Yeah. It's the same. It's house ginger cotton cun. <laughs> Fuck you, bring it back to the dinner. Yeah. I did, because he's going to go even redder. <laughs> like a Ribena berry. Like a Ribena berry. Into it, <laughs> I just want to watch him go like a Ribena berry. If this was back in the day of the Vikings, you guys would be killed. <laughs> Raped and pillaged. No, I wouldn't even let him rape you. Just pillaged. <laughs> just pillaged nonstop. Undrawn, not even pillaged. I keep what hanging you pillaging? and draw. <laughs> That's where you go through. Not one person can be. Pillaged. A village can be pillaged. Pillaged. <laughs> town village. can be pillaged. Because that's the thing, like, Genghis Khan, didn't he? He was like, he would pillage the... It's, it's robbing, isn't it, basically? <laughs> the village. So you can pillage the village people. <laughs> Young men. Yeah. <laughs> you literally go up to relax. You're like, I won't kill you. They're like, Young man. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's the only thing missing from the it, village it, people it was the Viking. Yeah. <laughs> It means to rob a place using violence, especially in wartime. Especially in yeah. villages. Yeah. But that's the thing. The Nowadays Abbey. we don't use the word village, do we, for much? But back then, everything was a fucking village. <laughs> that's true. Genghis Khan, like, if you look at like war films, like, yeah, the Germans, they faced <laughs> Hitler went to this German village. You're like, what the fuck did everyone have villages? Now it's like, town, city, city. <laughs> We're not so intellectual. <laughs> I should pillage a village. <laughs> Oh god, there's some spinach. <laughs> I know I'm seven. Yeah. <laughs> and this pound, is why the third. Twelve, seven, this this is why the third one is always the worst one. Do you know what? We've been hour and forty six minutes. We've been we we've been an hour oh. and forty six minutes. We haven't rated it yet. Okay. 
as much as this conversation has been fucking interesting, <laughs> we need to get back to Django Unchained for 40 odd minutes. I think we've been talking about other stuff, which has been brilliant. This is what this podcast is all about. I, I love, love the we're... fact we diversify. Mm. And, yeah. I, I love more so now than we ever did before, but it's the film or any film we've watched evokes conversation beyond the film we've, and it's the film that's done that which I think is great yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why and I still always revert back to the Interstellar yeah. <laughs> <Like> you, <laughs> Scott was a little far gone not as drunk as in the crow but yeah but yeah nowhere near as fucking as shitty as he was then but it was like me and Paul was like right yeah speaking of Scott was like get back to the film for God's sake come on and he was like okay yeah, we're going <laughs> sorry dad science. yeah sorry dad we won't speak anymore <laughs> Now he's like, let's talk. It's just natural conversation. Yeah. And I'm quite happy to leave the mics open and just do that. But yeah. as, as Liam said, it's the film that's instigated that conversation. Yeah. However diverse it gets away from that, it, it's the actual reviewing of that particular mm. film. And for anybody expecting a serious, critical review yeah. of a movie that wrong we're advertising, show. it's <laughs> the wrong show. Because we've, we've spoke about... Marvel movies for about 20 odd minutes yeah. just now. I mean, I will say, just by going back to Django, is that if you watch this film and don't feel fucking hard as nails at the end of it, or at least like, <laughs> yeah. you're a fucking pussy. I walked to Paul's, like, mate, fucking walk near me. Some, I literally went to the shop, I've only lived like two fucking minutes away, <laughs> bowling down the street, like, fucking dare you to bump into me. <laughs> fucking dare you. Walked go, in the shop. I'm gonna go Django on your ass. There was like three or four people in the news agents, so I was like, I'm getting my fucking bottles of drink. <laughs> I'm getting my energy drink for the next morning. And I'm like, and everyone get out of the fucking way. Just cross the road, like motherfuckers. It might, it's no different. Like you, when like you was younger and you watched Shaft and you walk down the street, like oh my Shaft. Reference the Shaft in the movie. Samuel Jackson was in it. Well, Broom when he tried Hilda, to cut his off. von Shaft is her name. Oh yeah. right. And, and Tarantino has said he was deliberately put in so that there is a link that she is the great 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 granddaughter of Shaft, Shaft. the yeah. detective. Or where nice. it worked out to be. Great, great, great grandmother. Yeah. Shaft was. Shaft, the 1890s character. Yeah. You, you knew what I meant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a spell bottoms and sir collars. Shaft! Where were you from? Back to yeah. the future. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't rated it. Come on. Ratings out of 10, Paul. Right. 10. Liam. 9.5. See, I don't do point fives. I've got to go 10. Yeah, gotta go it, ten. It's I'll, a great film. I don't do half, so I've got to go ten. It's one of those films. If I saw it, if I turned over the channels and it was on, I'd there's be nothing there wrong with it. it. No. We can't fault it. No, there's nothing. Fault it. No. Yeah. Great so, performances, um, just all round. Um, even the cameos are superb. It's great if you yeah. know who they are as well. When you yeah. think, oh, Christ, it's him and it's him and yeah. it's Don Johnson. It's great. Yeah, and and for a lengthy film. There's not a point in it where you're going, oh, this is just treading. Well, you the proved time. it, didn't you? You were going to skim yeah. through it today. You sat and watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Great choice. We'll Thank be back you. with Movie Roulette. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. So, Paul, are we ready for Movie Roulette? Born ready. Spin the wheel. Ba, 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 ba. 
334. Okay, this is quite an open subject. Mm-hmm. A screwball comedy. And you can be as inventive on this as you want to be. A so, screwball yeah, comedy. Def- so it can be screwball. Well, the, the classic screwball comedies. Ice cream with bubblegum on top. <laughs> yeah, do you remember those? Um, <laughs> the classic screwball comedies were from the 1930s, 1940s. Yeah, but there were more sort of your Catherine Hepburn's Cary Grant sort of like. <sighs> but then they sort of remade screwball comedies in the 70s. I think What's Up Doc with Barbara Streisand was classed Ooh. as a screwball comedy. It's one of those madcap comedies. Mm. Okay. Should okay. we spin again and then just yeah, give you yeah, a chance yeah. to think? Yeah? yeah. Let's spin again. Number 97. You looking up Scribble Comedy just to sort of see? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not going to like this because I don't think you're going to know who this is. Some of our listeners are fully aware of this lady. A movie starring Myrna Loy. Okay. Now, Um, she was the star of the Thin Man series from the 1930s. We're going back. We're going way back. But then if you look into the history of Myrna Loy, it's very, very interesting. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Give you another spin. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Two oh two. Okay, this lady's career spanned. About <laughs> the fuck is that? I'm like, this isn't a good one. No. This lady's career spanned <laughs> 60, 70 years. Mm. You probably know her from her later years. A movie starring Jessica Tandy. Jesus, I know her name. Driving Miss Daisy, Cocoon. You'll know her from. Wow, they're both films that are really not interesting. <laughs> the Boss Bonies. You want Jessica Tandy? Yeah. Driving Miss Daisy. Fried Green Tomatoes. Fried Green Tomatoes. Hemingway's Adventures of a Young Man. Ooh. Oh, batteries not included. Yeah. So you got Disney's on. The Light in the Forest Part 2. Oh, I haven't seen that. I forever am. But Best Friends with Burt Reynolds. Oh, me too. Myrna Loy is probably the toughest one. Yeah, Myrna Loy. But Myrna Loy, there was this really interesting documentary that she was um, not Nobel Prize winning, but she was the woman that invented something to do with computers or something, the modern day computer, as well as being a Hollywood actress. I'm sure that's Myrna Loy. She was in the Thin Man series. So, Scott. Can you remind me of my choices, please? <laughs> yes, a movie starring Myrna Loy. A movie starring Jessica Tandy. And a screwball comedy. Jeez. Well, that's screwball. The only one I've seen was Oscar. The um, Slice the Lone film. No, that doesn't count, Liam. Really. That comes under it. I know, but it doesn't. In, in my book, that doesn't count. Oh, this isn't your book! It's my book in this book. There is no book that we can see! <laughs> Plus, I'm not picking the films, I don't care. Um, yeah okay I'll I'll give an example Paul Mm. of a screwball comedy and I'm quite willing for you to take this even though we've reviewed it before yeah 
Some like it hot. Really? I would class that as a screwball comedy. Arsenic and Old Lace, it happened one night, bringing up Baby. Um, um, so it doesn't come up when you type in screwball comedies? It does on mine. Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, it doesn't. <laughs> right, literally, the fourth one. Paul, we were, talking, uh, we were talking earlier about yeah. re-reviewing movies yeah. that we covered before, and I know how much you love that movie. Uh, I actually am toying with the idea of The World According to Garp, because... As a Jessica Tandy movie? You, sure you don't want yeah. to watch Flirting with Disaster? It's got Ben Stiller in it. Oh, great. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but we have done a lot That's of Robin boxing. Williams movies recently. And we've done a lot of recent movies recently. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you know what? My man got free. That's a great fact. As I need an excuse to watch it again. With uh, Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis, Marilyn Monroe. I think Liam needs to see it. He's seen it. Have you I seen it? I don't think he has a, such a passionate like for it as... Uh, I can't say Marilyn Monroe, I think she's fucking I, I'm not a great Marilyn Monroe fan. I, I like it more for Tony Curtis. Mm. I, th- I think he's brilliant in it. Uh, doing his Cary Grant impression. But... Um, We're going to yeah, go with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to go with some Like It Hot. Fantastic. Liam doesn't look too happy. Yeah. I'd rather go for a film that I've never seen as opposed to that. Have you seen The World According to God? No, it's Robin Williams. Film. Yeah, it's a good film. Long, long film, I believe. I think uh, that all of these films be, uh, for Scrooge, all I've seen is Some Like It Hot and Oscar. Right, I mean, the classic Scrooge comedy is Bringing Up Baby. That is the one that defines... Yeah, I saw that on the list. And I've heard one, of that. And it's but... fucking funny. It's, it's the one that defines what a Scrooge comedy is all about. See, I always thought Scrooge comedy was, you know, like, people that were just... Just a crazy situation. Yeah, like that's what I thought, like the Three Stooges right. and stuff. It's a like subgenre that. of the romantic comedy film that became popular during the Great Depression, originating in the 1930s. Do you know what, Sodger? I'm not going to choose Some Like It Hot. I am going to choose The World According to God. As a Jessica Tandy movie. As a Jessica Tandy movie. Let's do that. Liam, you happy with that? Because we all love. Robin Williams would be great to see another one. I was a male warbride. Was you? Cary <laughs> Grant. Yeah. So was Cary Grant, was he like the ultimate scruple? Pretty much. Yeah, he's he's he really was, associated with Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah, yeah. He, he's very... Bluebirds, Bluebeards and Bluebeards eighth wife. He was an actor that always sort of played someone else while he was acting. Sort of, he, he almost imitated other people, didn't he? Philadelphia Story, mm. Holiday, well, is Bachelor it and Bobby Sox. North by Northwest, one of my favourite movies. So, Actually, yeah. most of these have got his name on it. Yeah, he's probably the one that's... And Catherine Hepburn possibly is the other one. So we're going with The World According to Garp. Yes. Fantastic. The next three episodes, guys... We're going with signs. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. <laughs> Just <laughs> brilliant. And the world according to Garp. I think this is probably the three most yeah, bizarre varied. choices we've had. 
Liam Paul. Thank you very much, guys, for being there. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. See you later. Bye. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Master arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring. No glancing back. Try positive thinking. Trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.